welcome to Updated Autopsy Report, a podcast from Yotes Men and Friends where we replay the entire Ace Attorney series with longtime fans and newcomers. I'm your host, Ben, and with me today is Desi. Hello. And two good friends of ours, Tiago. Yo. And Rose. Hi. Uh, Desi and I are the longtime fans, but this time Desi is joining Rose and Tiago as a newcomer. We hope that through both of our perspectives, as we play through the series, it'll reveal new details and provide interesting commentary for a series near and dear to us. Today, we've all played Case 5 of Ace Attorney Dual Destinies, Turnabout for Tomorrow. Uh, I am going to break up the summary into two chunks here because this is a large case. Fucking Uh, So, this picks up directly from the last case. As Phoenix Wright must defend Athena Sykes after she is accused of the murder of Clay Terran via the incriminating lighter. Phoenix takes Trucy with him to the Space Center, where they investigate further. He realizes that this case and the previous Sprocket launch are connected and learns all the details of the sabotaged flight of seven years ago from Yuri Cosmos. It seems that an international spy, the phantom that Blackwell has been hunting for all these years, has been behind these incidents both uh, then, surprise, Pearl shows up to give a letter from Maya to Phoenix. Yippee! Yippee! After doing some investigation into the years-old case in which Metis Sykes died, yes, Athena's mother was a roboticist at the Space Center, then bumping into the rogue Apollo, and getting berated by Aura Blackwell again, Phoenix finally leaves the Space Center, only to hear from Fulbright that a hostage situation has occurred. It seems that Aura has used her robots to take a dozen people hostage, including Trucy, and demands that Athena is handed over as she believes Athena is the one who killed Metis. Phoenix instead proposes retrying the case of Metis's murder, and Aura agrees. For this informal trial, though, we need a prosecutor. And who better to fill in at a moment's notice other than Chief Prosecutor Miles Edgeworth? <laughs> <laughs> Yippee. The two investigate together and agree that this is crucial to ending the dark age of the law. And before heading to court, Phoenix speaks to Athena one more time, who, upon realizing that she is now the main culprit in the murder of her mother, tries to remember what happened back then. And five black psyche locks appear. So, that is the investigation phase. Uh, so I think we'll chat a little bit about that first before we dive into the courtroom segment of the latter half because there's a lot going on here <laughs> there's so much um mm -hmm. maybe we'll get the cameos out of the way here first was anybody expecting pearly to show up god no, no. but i'm delighted yeah are you kidding me <laughs> fucking ran there that's my favorite that, that's one of my favorite sidekicks god bless her she's so good i'm glad she's around and we get to talk to her and we get to ask her questions She's in the third dimension now, which is, like, weird. Yeah. She looks cute! Uh, she yeah, she's, like, uh, 16 now. Older, yeah. yeah, she's a she's a high schooler. She's uh, the... 17, excuse me, yeah, 17 now. So, she, yeah, it's... She's in high school, yeah. She's the protagonist She didn't drive own... a car, but she <laughs> yeah. doesn't need to. <laughs> I don't think her... No, she'll sprint. Upbringing allows her to do that. She's not Amish. She can drive a car. <laughs> she's not Amish. Wait, I honestly got a question. Is, uh -huh. Isn't Pearl 
Maya's sister. Did we forget about that? I feel like they're cousins. They're cousins. Cousin. They're. I thought they were sisters. I thought there was a twist in case one dash. Was... No, not... no sisters end up dying. Yeah. I... Yeah. No, they're just cousins because uh, the mother Morgan. Yeah. Was the sister of their mother. Yeah. I I got their lineage confused. Um. Yeah, Pearl. She's around. She's our sidekick for this case because Trucy. Well, let's see. Apollo's off being. I mean, she's Venom. not really a sidekick. She only shows up for like. Two I thought she was gonna sidekick for us, scenes, and then know. she was like, "I'm going away," and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Listen, I got. It's to ask- really interesting. The second she shows up, though, it, that Phoenix also goes, "Yeah," and also Pearl met Apollo and Athena two days ago. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck was up with that? I... Why don't I get to see that scene? Fan fiction authors, this is what you're you're here for. I love you. Yeah, who knows where that scene is? I don't know. It could uh, be anywhere. I... Uh, <laughs> Phoenix was feeling down and out because his two favorite... Oh. Uh, what do you mean? Rose oh. put it together. Rose <laughs> That's what put... I was alluding to, I think. What did Rose put together? I, I don't have it. What is it, Rose? Um... Ben Ben was making allusions to a scene that should have happened in the game, but is not there. But is not there. <laughs> okay. Uh, and perhaps, perhaps there's no one here yet to play DLC. Yeah. Okay, I think I yeah. get it. All right, I'm with it. That's All really right, weird yeah. timing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. All right. So I wanted to say that um, Phoenix was feeling really sad that he lost his two fellow lawyers apollo yeah, to his days. inner rage and athena to <laughs> possible guilt and he's feeling really sad and then he read a letter from the og sidekick maya Fe- maya Fey. and i thought that letter is <laughs> really every sweet. time i hesitate too i'm like wait am i doing this back? yeah i know I, I i it's mia maya those are really close yeah um i thought that was really cute yeah, and she did a little doodle on the note too, just like uh she did when she drew on the card uh during the kidnapping from game two. <laughs> a parallel, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Did she draw she draws the same little doodle of Phoenix? Uh what is art but consistently drawing the same thing over and over again? Is that I mean there's other interpretations. you know what? I don't know if I'm smart enough to <laughs> I am arts everything. (laughs) Fair enough, Rose. I don't know if we have time to do that on the Ace Attorney (laughs) podcast, though. Um, we have to go back to investigate the like the Phantom, the like the big bad who like I can't believe it took us like a whole day getting to court to realize that these cases were connected. Like, I mean. You know. I'm just saying, two bombings at the Galaxy Centers and two murders at the bombings is pretty fucking similar. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, Phoenix puts it together. I can't believe the local, like, newspaper boy didn't put it together. A dog could (laughs) have put it together. (laughs) (laughs) My dog, maybe, even. Your dog, even. I'm just saying that, like, oh my god. We have to go back. We have to talk to Yuri, and Yuri t- gives us m- some more lore about the first bombing, the Hat One incident, and that it was a fucking espionage attack from another country. That's uh... yeah. That's why when uh, you know when they uh, when Solomon went up 
in the rocket and that whole thing happened there was it was actually because there was sabotage on his ship and solomon doesn't know he yeah he covered it up they covered it up to him the guy who was bombed essentially (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't seem like a good way to help a man heal from trauma I, you know what? No, we gaslight him further, and then <laughs> Japanifornia, like, how good can the healthcare be? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Do they? Do they pay? I assume they pay. Nobody gets mental health treatment. Well, it depends. Is that why yeah, there's so many how... murders? <laughs> yeah, maybe. There's, you know what? We, what? The mental health is done in court by a plucky lawyer. That's when you get your yeah. therapy via like warrior where <laughs> game interface. The bailiff's horse is also a therapy, a therapy horse. It's a therapy animal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Court horse is also a therapy horse. Oh, God, this fucking court horse. Oh. It comforts children when they have to testify. Except it doesn't because this state of Japanifornia hates children and wants to put them in prison. If you're a child, you are prosecuted to the full extent of the law. Fuck you. Which is so insane. I'm, a, they yeah. keep doing it. If a baby has a gun already, that but... goes off, oh that God. baby's going to baby jail. <laughs> they yeah. will put an infant behind bars. They do not care. <laughs> Blackwell knows a baby in the clink. <laughs> it's Megamind. It's a Megamind. <laughs> um, so we investigate further. We have to talk to Aura Blackwell, and we go inside of her funny little, little studio um, where she's building a giant robot. Don't pay attention to that. Um, yeah, Judge Tron. <laughs> Judge Tron. She hates the law. Um, we see our one of our favoritest boys, Punished Venom Apollo, here getting his own information. I I really want to play as Evil Apollo, where he's going around fucking. He's not evil, but he's like mean. like Rogue Apollo. Yeah, he's an anti-hero. Yeah. It's like he's so upset about something. He's like, I'm gonna go do this on my own. I can't. Yeah, no, I don't have enough time for your stupid bullshit, Mister Wright. I have to investigate this. <laughs> But, like, the worst thing they could come up with for him to be doing is taking a leave of absence. Again, like, he's on vacation. He doesn't even quit. He just is like, I need to take a leave of absence. Yeah, can I... I want to use my sick days I've been banking. (laughs) The vacation hours that I've been using. Do you think... Do you think Phoenix, like, locks their hours? Do I... Like, they only get... They're only allowed to bank so many (laughs) hours of time off. I mean, they're probably salaried... Yeah. I don't know how it works in Japan. We have to if combine the Japan Phoenix... and California policies and just smush them together. Right. If you think that Phoenix keeps track of anybody's time there, I think you're expecting way more Phoenix right than I ever am. Honestly, right? dead ass true. Like, like if if they do have good books, it's not because of Phoenix. It's because of Trucy, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like absolutely. that is that's that's what's happening. She I mean, she just Apollo makes the books is probably doing it. Like, let's be real. Oh, it's yeah, you're, you're you're probably right. It's probably Apollo. I was yeah. gonna oh, say, Matt, probably. Trucy makes the numbers disappear, and Apollo was like, "No, I'm logging those hours." Actually, <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, probably exactly. how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, she's Trucy. We need those taxes. <laughs> Athena forgets to clock in and out and then later is like oh shit I worked today and I forgot to clock in she just texts Apollo being like hey can you log my hours in winky face and then like Apollo's like I don't understand this text (laughs) why did you log them in Uh, complete side tangent I I just noticed this Uh, that's what we're here for 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, we use time.is to, like, synchronize our times. Today is Wright Brothers Day. Wow. Damn. Max <laughs> doesn't have a brother. Well, well said that, we, that know. we know of. <laughs> it could, anything could happen. <laughs> the Ace Attorney world loves to just randomly insert new backstories <laughs> to characters, so this you never I know. I never mentioned until right now. Speaking of randomly inserting backstories, let's talk about Athena's. I can't believe yeah, she we, was raised in a fucking galaxy center. I mean, <laughs> she was raised here. We in were NASA. right. Yeah. We were right that uh, Simon murdered her. Her parents. She only has one parent. Only I one. Guess, but the, the mama. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the setup here. Is that Simon mama is in Sykes. prison for the murder of Metis Sykes, Athena's mother, Metis who is Sykes. a roboticist here at the galaxy center, at the space center. She's and. She's his mentor. Yes, she was kind of his mentor. He looked up to her a lot, but just in the his psychology sensei. aspect, yeah, not in the robots aspect. She was des- she was primarily responsible for designing the like AI that inhabits all the robots. Where uh, fucking Aura Blackwell was designed for the actual like hardware. So mm-hmm. together they created these robots Using that AI could have... for something actually decent. Yeah, I know. It's... And also here we get like are basically explicitly confirmed romantic interest between Aura and and having a crush on Metis as well. Boom. I in which Aura basically is like, "Yeah, I really miss her." And Phoenix is like, "How much do you miss her?" And she's like, "No, you don't understand. I yes. I missed her." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right. She never says I loved her or I wanted, it's, you know, to be in a It's normal to have a framed photo of her yeah. on your desk. <laughs> yeah, she has a framed photo of her still there. It's right there. it's normal to keep her like area looking the way it did when she died. That's also yeah. normal. I this was the coolest this game was going to get about it and I I mean we all wish it was cooler, but I'll take what I This is pretty good. I'll take it. I'm I'm it's like a yeah, no, it's it's explicit as as I'm, far as yeah, I can. Yeah, I recall know. there is a line from I forget who even says it. I just remember seeing it and being like, "Oh, like pointing." Yeah. Where somebody says something like, "Oh, you wish that she loved you like Yeah. She loved those robots or something." Yeah. I feel like that would have been a dumbass line. Or like, like she Blanco. loved Athena or something like that. Also, the robots explicitly used to call them Mommy Metis and Mommy Aura, which is yeah. oh, wild. Okay. This is how things be. Yeah. That is probably the most explicit thing about it. Um, so we have to investigate here. We get some photos of like the crime scene from seven years ago, which are very important. We'll use those later. Um,. I can't remember if there's... Oh, and then we leave to go to... Chekhov's crime scene photo. We leave to talk to our very good, important client that we like a lot, Athena Sykes. And and then the second we leave, like, right when we're about to leave, Ori Blackwell's like, oh, you're not going to do anything to save my brother? I'll do it myself. Oh, wait, no, that's not how it goes. We go back to the detention center. We see Simon Blackwell having a conversation with Ori Blackwell. They're pissed. Both of them are pissed for two different reasons. Right. Um, Simon says, "Keep your fucking nose out of my shit," and Aura says, "Fine, you ain't gonna do shit. I'll do shit," and she leaves. And we all go, "That will be completely normal, and nothing bad will happen from that." 
and we talk to Simon Blackwell. <laughs> just a normal argument yeah. between siblings. Simon, yeah, just let her leave. It's fine. Simon tells us that his execution... Well, no. I... Oh, God. It's been a while since we, I played no, this. Simon doesn't tell us. Si- you try to ask Simon some questions, and he says, go fuck yourself and eat shit, and he leaves. Yeah. He does <laughs> yeah. leave. Uh, it's because uh, it is not made explicitly clear right this second. But if you have been paying attention, you know what's happening. This man's getting executed tomorrow. <laughs> I can- tomorrow. We tomorrow. love the death sentence in Japanifornia. <laughs> yeah, we have it all it's the time. time. Everybody does, gets he one. Does, yeah, he does keep saying that he literally just like slashed a woman's chest open. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and. Again, uh, it's really funny. It's been seven years that he's been on death row, and now he's getting executed. Uh, wasted no time taking uh, uh, what's her name out of the picture. Um, originally, uh, some of the other uh, from from case three, Phoenix's uh, Dahlia, 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 Dahlia got it. Listen, Dahlia needs to get it that second. She was a menace. She was not going to stop. I mean, yeah, that, it is that typical. happened within the year, you yeah. know? <laughs> Which is kind of unusual, actually. Typically, people un- are on death row for a very long time, um, right. which is good. I mean, obviously, it's bad. <laughs> question mark, question mark, yeah. But yeah. Um, because, you know, false convictions are real, and they happen. Uh, yeah. And the death penalty is bad and wrong. And you only get like a what was it like hundred and forty dollars a day if you're wrongly convicted? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's absolutely it's all fucking garbage. It's a you know, it's a pittance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite literally a pittance. So we talk to Simon. He tells us to fuck off. Is this where we find out about his execution from Bobby? Yes, Bobby tells yes, us. Bobby, Bobby reveals it to Bobby us. Bobby blabbermouth. And then goes, Are, "Oops, I'm sorry." Oops, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then. He puts his fingers in each cheek in his cheeks and he like twirls them a little bit and he gives us a little smile. <laughs> um, and then we find out about something naughty happening at the Yax. Yeah, I'm gonna stop talking like this. <laughs> Don't say it like that. Don't say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But yeah. Aura has decided to use all of her robots to literally kidnap people and take them hostage inside the center. And she says. I'm going to kill these people if you don't hand Athena Sykes over to me. What are the She's hostages? going to kill the hostages. One of our favorite hostages, Tracy Wright, is there. And Phoenix goes, that's my fucking daughter. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, oh my- and Aura's like, cool, do you like her? Like, <laughs> also, I, I'll, would I'll you like start your killing her first. Like, <laughs> I love it because they imply that, like, we, we head over to the Gaxa Center to, find, to look, right? We see the robot, and we see the robot grow horns, like, like Aura Blackwell's hairstyle. <laughs> and then we yeah. go, who could have done it? Who could it be? No one knows. I know. They, they 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 do play the actual story bit here itself. They play vague, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know who could have taken these people hostage. It's our. It's our. It's our. You can tell instantly. Oh. <laughs> uh, I love how Bobby's here and he's like, oh no, how do I protect the people? And then Phoenix Rice says, don't give in to her demands, but also don't like uh, fuck around. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm a lawyer. I'll handle this Nazi hostage negotiations. Yeah, I'm the best bluffer in the world. Let me at her. Uh, I mean, 
We, I mean, yeah. here's the thing. It worked. His bluff works. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, so what if we just did that trial again? If- and Aura's like, well, let me call somebody. I know somebody who could help set this up. And it's like, do you? It's kind of crazy. But apparently oh, no, she there's does. no courtroom to use. Well, no. Oh, of course. Right yeah. before we get to the courtroom, they're like, who's going to be the prosecutor? And we see bespeckled. We have a cutscene for uh-huh. this. We see his oh, office. First, we see the red sports car. Yes. <laughs> we see, <laughs> like, fucking sports car. We see, like, a fucking cutscene of his office and all the shit he has, the, sil- the fucking silver samurai his chessboard the silver samurai his gay chessboard the steel samurai is it the steel samurai it is the steel samurai steel samurai yeah, yeah. Um, and his yeah his chest said his tea he's drinking his tea he's on the phone and, and he's like yeah. i'll be right there and then vroom and he goes down to his red sports car <laughs> down to the seed and we see bespeckled miles edgeworth chief prosecutor with reading glasses his eyesight went bad when he realized he had to look at a lot of salaries. Yeah. Um, I think he lo- he was doing that already, though. He loved bro. doing that. Uh, yeah, Miles Edgeworth, a little bit older, uh, a little bit, you know, he's got his glasses on, and he's got, like, a fancy tailcoat <laughs> on his jacket. We find out that he is not only responsible for, like, reinstating Miles, uh, Phoenix Wright, but specifically asked him to come back because he thinks that uh did he know about the he wants to he, they want he wants to usher in the not dark age of the law. he wants to clear <laughs> the dark yeah. the bright age of the law because yeah because phoenix's false accusation of uh uh fabricating evidence and the arrest wavering hands wavering false. hands <laughs> uh, and the uh accusation and conviction of Blackwell kickstarts the Black Age of the Law. Yeah, so if we get Phoenix back and undo Blackwell's conviction, everything's Gucci. I, you know what I think? I yeah. think this is Manfred von Karma erasure. How <laughs> is Phoenix yeah. getting entrapped by a notable criminal and one weird case more damaging to the state of the law than? noted famous karma's yeah blood karma's career he killed like three people that we know of (laughs) he fabricated evidence his entire career chief gant existed oh yeah godot killed an innocent woman and tried to cover it up in court that also did happen huh yeah I think, like, oh, oh but, and we also can't forget Apollo's mentor, uh, Clavier Gavin's brother. Clavier Gavin? Yeah. Yeah, Christoph. That guy is, was a fucking psycho. Yeah, Christoph, Christoph yeah. It brings, oh, sorry, was, Clavier was we doing... love. Christoph is Christoph, the evil, Clavier good. Um, uh, it's hard to remember. Yeah. They're so similar looking. No, it's okay. We have the same problem with me and Maya. Um, yeah. So I think- Clavier shows his clavicles. Christoph. <laughs> Yeah, Krill's people. I don't know. Krill's people. <laughs> you know what? I was trying to get somewhere. I don't know. Kristoff. Mnemonic so that you can remember who. Oh, Kristoff Off's people. Yeah. Oh. There we go. Oh. Clavier <laughs> is happier. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Not burning. 
not burdened by <laughs> having murdered somebody. Um, we have to discuss uh, the fact that in Phoenix Wright, they make it a point to like, oh, we can't spoil the uh, previous game cases, so we can't talk about a lot of shit. So, shh, I know. don't talk about Manfred, don't talk about Kristoff, don't talk about all the other people who were convicted. It was just Phoenix I and just, Simon. I think if you could pinpoint something that kicked off the dark age of the law, it it would be Manfred Pond Karma and Chief Gant. Like, um, mm-hmm. that's interesting, Rose. Uh, however, uh, uh, it doesn't matter. Happened in a different game. <laughs> happened in a different game. Did it, it happen this one? <laughs> oh, we'll say we'll say that writing. Manfred von Karma and Christoph Gavin both built the pedestal upon which the Dark Age. Of yeah, the they law were the dim arose. age of the law. It wasn't dark yet. Mm. Yeah, it was like the dusk <laughs> age. No, real talk though. Uh, uh, the I fact think that I'm Man- right. Manfred von Karma walked the earth, and that was, like, sin itself. Um, yeah, like, that alone would be, like, huge. Anyway, uh, I, yeah, it, it turns out this has been a whole, like, Phoenix coming back to the law game has been a specific request from Miles Edgeworth, because he knew that the Phantom or whoever was responsible for the original incident was going to rear his head. And when the explosion happened at the Gyaksa Center... Uh, Phoenix went, it's time. And that was back in case one of this game. So, you know, just full circle. Time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, Why the fuck? It's all connected. We went so far fucking back in time. Um, They sure like to do their uh, circles in this At game. least we didn't have a flashback within a flashback. True. Honestly, Rose, good fucking point. Um, I'm never letting them forget that. That was fucked. Uh, <laughs> so, we have to find a courtroom to retry Simon Blackwell's uh, case and all the courtrooms are busy except for one because if you remember in Maya's letter she went didn't she do a trial at a bombed out courtroom that was crazy and Phoenix was like that didn't happen and then Phoenix went oh shit I could do that hell yeah (laughs) Uh, so we have a sixth stage for this trial a bombed out courtroom to represent the shambles of our court system exactly uh, so, it's like literalizing the circumstances, <laughs> you know, making the metaphor real. And we even have the OG stars, Phoenix Wright and Miles Edgeworth, to perform on stage yep. with uh, uh, produced by Aura Blackpool in her hostage scheme. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I like how like you go in there and like miles is just very like hey we're gonna hang out we're gonna do this trial i know this is very serious but like yeah. we're chilling yeah they, um, they hug I will you. Kill you do... though. <laughs> yeah but before we get to that we do get to investigate for a little bit with miles with us oh yeah we have to go oh, back yeah, to yeah, the to the um robotics lab and we have like a team of pearly miles edgeworth and uh phoenix right honestly great team good stats um <laughs> yeah and we all hang out we do a little little thinking together uh is there anything important that we find i forget i mean this is where you first see like really get to examine the uh robot repair table mm-hmm. that will become critical later uh, so um, critical this is also this is where you get to see the uh ladder that unfurls out the window that aura used to escape during the uh, bombing also important um and then uh, it's also where you get, like, all the pictures of everything that was in here, like uh, the picture of Simon with blood on his sword and the picture of the moon rock, you know? Yeah. 
uh, kind of on no, the shelf. Have... This, all right. It's also wild because um, didn't we also hear from fucking Ted Tone and he like fucking talked about the fact that there was someone else in the room when he killed Candace Arms. And yeah, well, of course we get that. Yeah, you know, there, we get that, that little piece of you, information. Yeah, when you go back to the detention center briefly to talk to Athena, you see uh, Fulbright there interviewing Ted Tonate, and that's when he drops that knowledge bomb. He's like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm pretty sure there was somebody else there. Also, uh, freaked me out, man. Here, here are the <laughs> remnants of the bombing. And this is, I looked at that photo, and I looked at a funny piece of the photo, and I went, that's going to be super fucking relevant the, later. This is a surprise tool that will help us later. Yeah. It's not even a and surprise. I was right. Point. It wasn't even a surprise. <laughs> no, it was a really obvious tool that will help us later. Um, <laughs> we also talk a little bit to Athena, who we go, hey, Athena, so um, where the fuck were you yesterday? And Yeah, this is hilarious. I'm sorry. This is maybe the funniest part. Athena this says... Is bad writing objectively, guys. You think this is... Rose, what a part... You know what, Rose? Can you repeat it so that you can find out which part uh, you don't So like? I went in there and I snuck. <laughs> I went in there because I wanted to face my fears. There okay, being the fine. space museum. Yeah, there is the space museum. And then I went into the closed part of the space museum, even though I knew I wasn't supposed to, because I wanted to face my fears, which is see her dead mother's coat. Fine. That's not the problem. The problem is she sees it. She gets so upset, she has the vapors. <laughs> she True. passes out for like 24 hours. Yep. 24 not quite, hours. Not quite, but close, yeah. Honestly, okay. I, gets up, doesn't see anybody, misses the bombing, the evacuation, <laughs> everything. She's in there the whole time, gets up, and is like, okay, I don't that see anyone funny. around. And I just passed out for like uh, maybe 12 hours yeah. i'll just leave and i won't tell anybody about this she get that girl a hamburger. she does all of this and then shows up the next fucking day to investigate like, go to the hospital no, we I, say it all the time rose this is anime land They're, they don't need a hospital unless they've okay been i know that she didn't hit her head so i know the only her. hospital still has that one creepy doctor from wherever so oh, maybe don't right. yeah, fuck that guy. maybe go somewhere else to go to the hospital Dr. hottie oh uh, i hate that guy we all hate that guy so it turns out she actually does not have an alibi for this murder because that was my first thought was when she got accused to be like hey what's your alibi and it turns out she was in the perfect spot to be accused and she i go had, yeah are you kidding me she came down with hysterics <laughs> That's so old time. Oh, honestly, that woman moment. Woman moment. <laughs> that you know when you know when Sprite when Phoenix Wright has his what? head in his hand and he's like fucking head down. That's me hearing this story. <laughs> I cannot fucking believe that not only were you there at the bombing, you were unconscious and cannot recall your whereabouts. And then, can, girl, help, even, girl, please help. And what that, is this? And then she goes on to say, oh, what if I did it? And at that point, I wanted to punch through the glass and be like, as a lawyer, you are a lawyer. We're both lawyers here. Shut the fuck up. 
Shut, Shut the, the fuck up, Friday. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Friday. I, <laughs> you know how this works, Athena. <laughs> we're believe. You know how you know how we believe in our clients. You're a client. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I, I uh. oh my god. <laughs> But we get so much useful information from people who don't shut the you, fuck up. True. But you, I mean, you don't understand. She's having a fit of the hysterics. So <laughs> she's this... a woman, and she faints at the sight of upsetting things. And then the funny little psyche locks appear on her, and at this point, I'm like, "What the fuck do you mean they're black psyche locks, Phoenix?" And then Pearly conveniently here goes, "Oh, I can explain this actually." And I was just that like, "What the- convenient earlier, Pearl?" <laughs> I actually. So here's the thing: is I actually don't like this because I like not knowing what the black psyche locks. I think. I think we all unanimously agree on. Yeah, that. I I agree. Also, okay. there. I, I said this on the let's play in that it, after they showed up, I was like, I do not like them showing up a second time, and I- then Pearl explaining them as being a subconscious thing, yeah. right? Yeah, that she doesn't realize she's hiding a secret from herself. It was way more entertaining when we didn't know why those fucking black psyche locks showed up on Kristoff, right? That was so much yeah. more interesting and terrifying about what he could have had hiding beneath the surface. And the fact that we don't find out is amazing. The fact that now we have to use them again and then go, well, it's just like subconscious trauma that she can't recall anymore. It's like, well, I don't... I, I like tried to work through this. In I feel the like there's another way it could have been done other than reusing something. That was, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like, like I, so we want to do blue psyche locks or green psyche locks. No. Or one what, big psyche lock. Uh, right. Yeah, or what about just like regular solve, psyche locks, but a whole bunch of chains. Extra we didn't chains solve or multiple problems. We something. just, yeah. The, I don't know. Yeah. It would have been nice to have some alternative than yeah. bringing them back because it, I feel like it does lessen their impact. Yeah. Now. All right, I'm glad we all agree on that. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of thing I only want to see once per game, and I don't want them to break. Yeah, exactly. So I don't uh, want them to. So they shouldn't be breakable. Pearly says there's subcon- like there is no way on this green earth that black psyche locks could be open. Like it's such a the idea of them being like such a deeply held secret that no one would they would never give that information up to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of course, Pearly explains them and then tells us how to break it. Um, right. She goes, they're subconscious. Not even the person who has them knows about it. And if we're not careful, if we break it, we break their psyche. And I'm just like, didn't I almost break literally every person's psyche that I use this ability on, Pearly? Wouldn't every <laughs> lock be black psyche locks that was the case? A, b- a bunch of them deserved it. Or were Larry. Or so... were Larry. <laughs> True! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that Larry like, deserves it. Larry, honestly, if Larry broke and became different, that would have been fine. Um, Maybe he'd be better. Larry becomes a normal fucking. Citizen. He becomes Lawrence. I can fix him, Lawrence. I kind of miss Lawrence. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, at least he had a job, sort of. Yeah. Uh, so of course, uh, Athena does the animation where she like hugs herself and she like holds herself and her widgets blank and her eyes are like no pupils and we go. All right, well, I guess we're going to go defend you in court, Athena, so yeah, fucking, like fucking get it together. 40 yards um, <laughs> We, like, fucking slap her on the back and be like, let's go to court. Um, so we go out to the bombed-out courtroom in which that we begin the trial. The rest of the case is going to now be the trial. There's yes. a lot of trial. 
we discuss. Would you like me to get to the summary for that? Uh, we or did better you have summary. You want no, to say I think before summary. I got to take a step. I'm glad that you're gonna break your throat doing this because that's so much <laughs> fucking shit that happens here. I well, know. Again, I probably sounded awful because I was at work all day. <laughs> ben sat down earlier and was like, "This is my short summary," and it's like a, a whole page of text. <laughs> uh, I'm doing my best here, and I'm going to skip over a lot of details. So, if you want those details, either bring them up, or if you're a listener and we don't touch a detail, I'm Play sorry. The game. We'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah, so we'll get to what we'll, we can but we'll dive wrap in our brains as around. much as we can. Yeah. yeah. Are, we, are you going to go so, over the whole case or trial, or are you going to go over like half the trial and then the other half the trial? I was going to do both ch- segments here now. All right. Good fucking luck, Chief. Good fucking luck, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> Good All fucking right. love. Chief. Hopefully, I won't bite my cheek on the way through. Uh, in right, set, the go. rubble of courtroom number four, the only available courtroom, the trial begins. Phoenix and Edgeworth go back and forth like old times, which includes Edgeworth positing that Athena used the robot repair machine to gruesomely kill her own mother. After breaking down who was where, including Blackwell or not Blackwell, and what robots had or had not been able to recognize, Phoenix successfully proves that there was a third man who committed the murder and that child Athena had stabbed him in the hand. Blackwell took the fall to cover for Athena. Now that neither Blackwell and Athena are guilty, it's not over yet, because now we need to move on to the modern-day case of Clay Terran's murder. Apollo testifies that he truly wants to believe that Athena did not kill Clay, but the evidence is too overwhelming, and so he begs Phoenix to prove that it wasn't her so he can believe in her again. Phoenix declares that only an emotionless killer could have done the feats necessary to to commit this murder. And from Aura's new statement about who told her to put the ladder down, he puts it together who the Phantom Spy is. Bobby Fulbright. <sighs> After a b- brief recess, in which Bobby Fulbright does not just run away, Blackwell takes to the prosecution bench and Edgeworth leaves to dig up details on the Phantom. Fulbright testifies in his usual goofy manner that there is no way an agent of justice could do this. They examine the lighter and discover it's a tiny gun. Wish we would have done that sooner. Then he claims he's an undercover agent, but finally, with Apollo's psychic eye attack, Athena's magic emotion necklace, and Phoenix's bluffing ability, the three are able to unveil Fulbright as the Phantom. They prove that his entire reason for the Space Center and courtroom bombing were his blood got on the moon rock that got sent to space seven years ago, and now that it got, and that it came back to Earth, he had to destroy it so that no evidence was left of his existence. The spy begins to break down, swapping Mission Impossible masks left and right. But he has one last trump card. You need evidence. The rock is gone now. So how could you prove it had his blood on it? Thankfully, one tiny piece of moon rock was left in the exploded bomb. And it matches perfectly with Athena's moon rock earring. Checkmate, Phantom. Time for prison. Oh my god, he just got sniped. Don't worry, he's not dead, actually. (laughs) Anyway... Blackwell thanks everyone for helping him get off death row. And Edgeworth says all this mess will fix the system this time for sure. Pearls and Athena suggest they all get noodles. And after their celebrations, Athena, Apollo, and Phoenix are somehow let into NASA to watch Solomon's 
Starbuck fly into space on the next rocket launch, and everyone lives happily ever after. For the next, like, year until the next game. So, like... Right. What the fuck? Alright, so... <laughs> let's let's start with the first half of the trial. Because the trial is broken up into two parts. The first half right. of the trial is simply proving that Simon Blackwell is not the killer. That is our main objective. But we as Phoenix are, of course, are like, we also must prove that it's not Athena. And Miles is like, well, I am the prosecutor here, and my entire purpose is to clash with whatever you're believing. It's like, we must clash to find the truth. I yeah, I have to challenge all of your assumptions, basically. Yeah. Right. So he goes on to be like, even though I don't believe it's Athena, the evidence surmounts, like, the evidence is pointing at her, so we must discuss that. Evidence is everything. Uh, Simon spends a long time going, I'm not saying shit, I'm not showing my emotions, fuck you, Phoenix. Phoenix? Simon knows what day it is. Simon, and it's shut the fuck up Friday. <laughs> he is so goddamn aware. Uh, we as Phoenix cl- like break down his testimony. We use evidence. At a certain point, Athena goes, "I want to save Simon, even if it's at the cost of my own conviction. I will use my psychoanalysis on him." And we, and he's like, "Hey, please don't do that." Hey, that's specifically the thing I'm trying to prevent. The last thing I want is for you to know what I saw, Athena. Please, for the love of God, shut the fuck up. And Athena goes, "Hmm, no." And uh, I, <laughs> I don't accept that argument. And then proceeds to psychoanalyze him. We find yeah. out that I refuse your question. What happened in the exact situation was uh, what what Simon saw when he entered the room was Menace's body on the tape, the robot surgery table, and Athena standing next to it goes, she's broken, I'm going to fix her now. And that is low-key pretty fucking dark. Like, my- That's why this game is rated M. The only Ace Attorney game to ever be rated M is because of this exact moment. Wait, this game is rated M? Yes. <laughs> Shit, they could have done way more things, huh? Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? So this, is, this is the only game rated M because of these uh, kind of bloody flashbacks for Athena with, like, huh. blood all over did her that, face. And did that, the like, description. affect the sales of the game? Uh, uh, I mean, it was digital only in the U.S., so it really didn't make a difference at the time. Hmm. You know, like, this was this was after M was, like, kind of a bit of a restriction on sales of the game, right? Mm-hmm. No, people started to give less of a shit at the by this point, you know, for M-rated games. Okay, just curious. So we, but yeah, <laughs> we begin to discuss like the psychology of young Athena, who was raised in a galaxy center and does not differentiate between robots and humans back then. So of course, uh, Miles's argument is she put her mother on the table to dismantle her because the table could also do that, and Phoenix goes. Hey, Miles, shut the fuck up. (laughs) That's really fucked up. Hey, man. Whoa. Whoa, dude. This is also coming from Miles Edgeworth, a man who believed for, I would still say, more than half of his life at this point, despite his reading glasses, that he had murdered his own father. Yeah, he would fucking believe that. (laughs) In in a horrific accident. Miles has not seen a therapist. He hasn't seen Athena yet. Athena's the only therapist has, in the state of California. <laughs> he, has, he, and, he and, like, Phoenix are, like, constantly, She's not a therapist, like, she's just a psychoanalyst. <laughs> yeah, they're just, like, snipping each other the whole time, too. Like, they're very, very married, but... 
they I love it because at a certain point I now that you point out that like Ro, Rose pointed out that like Phoenix Wright has um like tendencies to use his like art degrees in subtle ways. Fucking he criticizes Miles on his aesthetics. That's and Miles fuck, gets yeah. mad and they argue about it for several text boxes. <laughs> they get that is yeah. the fucking funniest part about this is that for some reason he just decided to take a side shot at Miles during this very important court case. Yeah, <laughs> because they are married. Oh, they also talk about how there's some line that Miles says. Oh, Phoenix. Phoenix is like, well, it couldn't have just disappeared, or what? Something couldn't have just disappeared. And Miles goes, "We watch your daughter disappear a person in a box at her magic show the last other week. night." And everyone is like, "Wait, Miles got to go to Trucy's magic show? Like, people are jealous." <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Grandpa Judge the dog gets to go, and Phoenix goes, "I'm so sorry. We'll get you to the next one." And he goes, "Okay, thank you very much." <laughs> so good, so good. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I I do love the OG trio of Phoenix Wright, Miles Edgeworth, and the Judge as the comedy trio. Um, Alright, going back to this, this fucking case, because it's insane. Um, so, of course, we realize that the events that Simon were, were, were aware of is the fact that Athena was covered in blood, she ordered Ponko, the robot- Oh, by the way, we- we cross-examine robots in this case. Ponko shows up. I love Ponko. There's so much going on. Grandpa, yeah, cross-examine Grandpa Ponko. Judge yeah. looks at Ponko and goes, Hello, little lady. How are you doing? Ponko goes, I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they, and... It's just like my grandkid. He's like, that's just like my grandkid. This little slow robot's pretty nice. And then Phoenix goes, Okay, man. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ponko does not see corpses as corpses they he the robots can only identify people if they have their face visible or they have a barcode on their jacket if they're staff so right when there's a body ponko goes i didn't know it was a body i just moved something because athena told me to and then miles is like oh that was the fucking body um yeah this becomes important because we have to establish who was in the room when the murder occurred yada yada uh, there's so much fucking shit in this case. It's so granular. Like, if the one... And it is it is eventually how we establish that there was a third person as well, because Ponko saw the jacket, but not the face. Yes. Yeah, of... they, they make a point of saying that, like, uh, Dr. Sykes never wore her jacket. And you can yeah. very clearly see, like, the slash mark on it that is unexplained. Yes. And... Coupled right. with the fact that she never wears her jacket and just keeps it around the office, I was like, please, please let me present this jacket. Like, why isn't it letting me do this? I'm so mad. Right. Um, And it never really and, let yeah. me make that the connection between, like, why didn't she, there's, a, like, a slash mark on her jacket. Like, why isn't that covered in anybody's story? Like, yeah. It's... Nope. It, it just moved on to the name tag thing. So, like, we have to discuss the fact that what happened before Simon Blackwell there is that, and we find about about this later, that a third person entered the room while Ponko was charging, so they did not see them, killed Metis, Athena attacks with a knife, and that is the event she remembers. That's why she remembers blood, that's why she thinks she did the murder, because she remembers attacking somebody with a bladed object, and because her mother was killed by a samurai sword, she assumes it was her. However, we established that there's a third person. That's who Athena attacked. That's whose blood it is. They're the ones who killed Metis. Athena 
knocked Athena out, I guess? Why the fuck wasn't Athena conscious? Does it even matter? Because she passed out because she had the vapors. She had six-year-old... <laughs> she had fucking 11-year-old vapors, you're right. My bad. She's, she's, it's, it's chronic vapors. It's chronic vapors. Probably... I mean... That's called that's being thing, a woman also, in Victorian England. We also kind of get into a little bit of... There's, like, a this, like, background, uh, like segment for athena in which her mother puts these weird headphones on her about to silence her ability to sense people's hearts and emotions and to like so that she can go out into the world and athena thinks that it is her mother put it, like trying to squelch her abilities but really it's revealed of course it was just her mother letting her try to be a normal kid because otherwise the sounds of everybody's hearts and emotions would overwhelm poor She'd Athena. just cry and be like, oh, she's got autism. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. Miles is so, doing like, fine. Yeah. True. And so that, that, that's like the background of it is like, did Metis really love her daughter or was she just using her as a test subject kind of thing going on here? And we all know um, that because this is an Ace Attorney game that she did love her daughter. Right, she just showed it in a strange way, right? The only bad um, parent in this game is Manfred von Karma. Every other parent is fine, I guess. Uh, well, it's, it's... Phoenix is doing okay. Phoenix is normal. It's... Yeah, it's it's funny that you... Um, it's funny that you say that because when I was doing some of my readings uh, of old interviews with Yamazaki and uh, the producer uh, of the series, Ishiro, uh it's really funny. Yamazaki brings up, he's like, you know, I just thought about this now, but there's not a lot of good father figures in the Ace Attorney world. <laughs> Who? Just Phoenix. And it's like, yeah, dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my fucking God. So, of course, Athena thinks it's her. We have to, like, help her break her psyche locks, which she does on her own by believing in our client. Um. Yeah, so what happens is that we manage to get Simon Blackwell off the hook. And it is at this point, as we're about to declare everyone innocent, that Apollo Justice comes out of nowhere and goes, I still indict Athena Sykes because I have doubt in my heart. And then we, like, cut here and go to the second half of the case. And boy, how... First they take his fucking game, and then they do this to him. Oh, it's not even over yet. Um, (laughs) The second half of this fucking trial... We have to, like, figure out Athena or who really... Uh, we have to figure out if Athena really did it and who the third person is. Because if, if Athena didn't do it, it was a third person. Fucking... Right. Apollo Justice goes, Listen, I knew... I, when I was talking to Athena about this case, my bracelet was acting up. My psycho eye attack. It triggered, okay? I did an ocular pat-down, and Athena did look like she was hiding something. So I covered ocular patch. So I covered my eye, and that's why I had this sick ass eye patch. And everyone, Which is like, yeah, not terrible. It's like a I logical guess the reason. Eye patch is weird. Yeah, it's a logical reason for him to do it because yeah, it, it's this is the kind of anime bullshit that I'm a little bit okay with, right? Yeah, I kind of like the idea of Apollo going like, my own friend is lying to me or hiding something from me for some reason, and I need to just put that behind me and put my head down and keep working for now. So I'm going to cover up my eye so it doesn't keep bothering me. Right? Uh, so, yeah, I won't um, be able so to see part, that she's lying yeah. to me Even instead though of she talking to her. Seemingly doesn't 
what what she's lying about it's she doesn't realize yeah yeah she some of the stuff she doesn't realize she's lying about right so she goes so apollo goes i want to believe in her so bad but i still have doubt phoenix wright cross-examine me and prove my theory isn't correct and phoenix goes okay yeah sure thanks idiot now i gotta fucking be here longer (laughs) phoenix needs to clock out he is working overtime um phoenix lives being a lawyer that's just he doesn't there's no point where he's not lawyering anymore like once he's he did all of his non-lawyer stuff when he lost his license the first he did all his drinking and playing wu-tang clan back at the club and now he's back at the court (laughs) um yeah okay so we disprove a lot of apollo's theories by going hey man dead ass you weren't there (laughs) like you don't know man uh, <laughs> yeah, pro- this is one of the first times we ever get to, as the defense, go, yeah, and prove it. Yeah, and? What's your theory, bro? Prove it. And then That's conjecture. We use evidence to disprove his theory. I forget what his theory even was, but at this point, I was just like, it's cool that we're cross-examining Apollo Justice. I really wish that this was, like, low-key written better, because I feel like his his reasoning, yeah. his motivation is kind of dumb. Because he goes, I want to believe in Athena, but I still... First they take his game, and then they make him stupid. <laughs> they make him well, stupid. Well, okay, he was already stupid, but we loved him. He, he's not stupid. He's books. He's, he's book stupid. smart. He's, not... he's the only lawyer who does lawyer stuff. Yeah, but come sure. on. We all know deep down he's bluffing, too. <laughs> like, he's on the... T- That's just being a lawyer. Exactly. Yeah, I've, been in, I've been in his head. I think he is probably the book smartest of all three of them, like, obviously. True. Uh, Athena he actually, went to, smart, he but, actually mm-hmm. went to fucking school to be a lawyer. Everyone else just wants to be well, fucking school to chase boys. It's so true. <laughs> well, I, you know what? Loki, I guess that is Athena's reasoning because this entire time Athena was trying to save Simon Blackwell. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, in this case, uh, yeah. boys is just like her old babysitter who got convicted, of, convicted for murder to save her. True. Right. <laughs> so. After we disprove Apollo's theory, he goes, okay, I'm on your side now, and this just, like, sidles up next to you, and I go, Apollo, <laughs> if it weren't for the fact that the judge was right there, I'd, I'd slash you down myself. <laughs> Slap your shit. Um, you wouldn't be able to. I'd jump in front of you and clasp the sword between my two palms. Also, once we dis... <laughs> so, like, we have to think about, like, alright, so we then have to talk about how... Because the whole point of Apollo's case, now that I remember, is that she was the only person who was seen leaving the Space Museum, and you are the one who proved that the Space Museum was the only exit. You must prove right. another exit. And Phineas Wright goes, okay, fine then, moron. Here's how he did it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> he jumped out the Phoenix... fucking window. <laughs> yeah, and this is when Phoenix is like, yeah, the so what if somebody jumped out of the hallway door when the buildings were rotating at the Space Center? And they leapt out like a cool ass spy and they grabbed on to the ladder that was hanging out the window and slid down it. And we're like, and then landed on the ground and it was cool. And Edward's like, that's insane. That's like 20 fucking feet, dude. Only an emotionless killer could do that. And Phoenix is like, good thing I have papers that say an emotionless killer exists. Courtesy of Simon Blackwell. (laughs) Who's been holding on to these documents for seven years? He he smuggled them into prison <laughs> into the with clink. his bird. So yeah, his bird did his it for him. We find bird. out that Simon Blackwell has been chasing the Phantom seven plus seven plus years ago. That's the reason he decided to talk to Metis. 
was to draw up a psychological profile on the Phantom, and we find out that the Phantom does not experience regular emotions. And then Phoenix Wright goes, alright, well clearly he's a badass motherfucker, alright? So clearly he could have done it. Everyone goes, I guess, man. Wow. Wow, we. That isn't the stupidest thing you've said in this court. So therefore... This is theoretically possible. <laughs> Thank possible. you. So uh... Phoenix then has a brain blast and goes, all right, the fucking spy must have known the ladder was going to be there. The only person who knew, there are two people who knew for sure that the ladder is going to be there. The person who put it up, Aura Blackwell, and the person who told Aura Blackwell to do it. And it is at this moment, I said out loud to myself in my own room, oh, fuck, it's Bobby? <laughs> I know, that's what I said when we got through the playthrough. I'm uh, like, oh my god, I'm, I want to know what Tiago It's thinks. Bobby, baby! <laughs> this is quite possibly, like, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney series does twists, okay? This is a oh, mystery yeah. game, we have twists. This is probably the twist that made me go, holy fucking shit, this is actually a sick-ass twist. Because it's Bobby goddamn Blackwell, human cartoon. <laughs> Bobby. Tiago and I's favorite boy. <laughs> Tiago and yeah. I's favorite. Wait, I'll tell you. Rose and I's favorite boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, that's It's me. got you guys all uh, screwed up. What I think oh, about, I'm yeah. delighted. I, cl- I was clapping my hands like a seal. I was so happy. My, it, <laughs> I was doing my best to keep this a secret the whole way through and hoping that you guys did not get spoiled on this. No, absolutely no, I, because I dodged it. I dodged I it, too. I do think that this... This was something that somehow eluded me for years and years. Good, good. Yeah, I... I have a lot of issues with this game yeah. and some of Yamazaki's writing for this. But as far as landing this twist goes, this hits, I think. I think having Bobby with you as this goofy himbo the whole game and then they basically... I knew I shouldn't have trusted a motherfucker who didn't wear (laughs) socks with his shoes. He's a cop. He's a goddamn (laughs) cop. We should have known. We should never have trusted him. But he's not even a cop. And (laughs) He's not! (laughs) I mean, he's an international spy working for somebody. True. Uh, you know, and yes, uh, they, they, you know, go out of their way to not reveal who he's working for or even like who he is underneath. Right. They never show his real face and they preserve that mystery. And I commend them for their restraint in that aspect. Dude, thank fucking God. I was really afraid that during his breakdown, we're going to see a pencil neck idiot behind that mask i was i didn't want to know if i wanted it to either be one of two things one it was just bobby like it was bobby's face under all of those other faces fake faces bobby died well Um, we'll talk about that later or yeah i never wanted to see it and i didn't see it i think like there was unless it was a character that we had already seen somewhere at some point but like it really would have fallen flat if they gave anything other than it didn't matter. Yeah. I think, honestly, the reason this hits for me the most, and we'll talk about this as we go into Bobby, the fucking cross-examination of Bobby Fulbright, parentheses, false, is that, mm-hmm. like, his design, he looks like a spy. Like, that's the craziest thing. Like, to me personally, Bobby Fulbright looks like an international spy. He's wearing an all-white suit, cool, like, spy sunglasses, gloves, cool wristwatch he looked like a spy this entire time and we never and it's just once the game tells you once the game tells you oh he's a spy then all of a sudden it clicks and you're like 
Oh my God. It's uh, by <laughs> of course. How did I not see it? I, it is incredible to me that they managed to fucking keep this shit under wraps. When we saw B- tiny Bobby Fulbright in the window, that was a spy. That was a international mm-hmm. killer. That was that was a cold blooded international murderer waving out the window at us like a dopey little idiot. And he was doing it <laughs> for money. <laughs> he, yeah. Well, I would wave out the window like a funny little idiot for money. True, me too, actually. I mean, that is kind of what I do. So, like, as soon as <laughs> as soon as like we start to indict Bobby Fulbright, we like have a recess to get him in the court. And it is at this point, Simon Blackwell goes. Put me in the fucking ring, coach. I'm gonna fucking kill him. And, <laughs> I'm gonna kill that guy. And Miles Edgeworth yeah. goes, "That was the plan all along, Captain." And we we free him from his shackles. He's shackled. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he always calls Miles like Sir or Chief Prosecutor. I think that's very. Yeah, funny. that's his boss. If he if <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, his, do, his salary in the clink would go down if he didn't say yeah. that. And Miles does one hundred forty dollars. I think day Miles does say. Get. Yeah, that he like had let Simon. Do he calculate it out? He said it was like thirty four thousand dollars or something. What? what if he actually got his penance pay for being? Oh yeah, Ira indicted? did cu- calculations on the let's play oh, for sick. how much money <laughs> if he was getting one hundred and forty dollars a day and he was in for seven years, how much he would have gotten? But and which it's like it's, it's just multiply, you know, yeah. you just multiply it and you'll you'll get it. But it's like thirty four thousand. Uh, I guess he's a lawyer, so he might actually be able to sort through the paperwork to uh, get that. I'm right. so sorry, Rose. He's not a <laughs> lawyer, he's a prosecutor. The fuck out of the system. I'm I'm <laughs> bite attacking you. I just, you know, I just want to keep the record straight. Um I'm I'm going insane. <laughs> so we go back to the fucking courtroom, Apollo by our side, uh Simon Blackwell opposite, Bobby Fulbright in the middle, and he's just like, hey, gang, what's going on? What's up, everybody? Giving everybody Why is daps. everybody looking at me? He's giving everybody daps on the way in, and everyone goes, Bobby, what the- Bobbert, what the fuck? And Bobbert? I- I really- there was a split second where I actually did not think that he managed to lie to me. I actually did think he didn't do it, because we start accusing him, and then his lie changes from, I- he goes from, I'm not a spy, to- I am an international agent who's been forced under threat to work for the Phantom because my family was kidnapped. And I go, and I went, ah, and then immediately went, wait, what family? (laughs) (laughs) You've never talked about this before. Uh Uh-huh. And Phoenix doesn't buy it for a second. Nah, he's smart. Phoenix is like, no, no, I'm not letting him get away. Absolutely not. I feel like nobody did. Like, everyone's like, are you joking? Uh, I'm the only one who fell for it, apparently. Uh, that's because I'm. The that's because I'm blinded by his dazzling smile. Um, so and we start to get some. We get to start some like new animations from Bobby. One in which he is deadpan. It is scary. That no, is my favorite. He, that's what I wanted. He just from looks this. dead in the center of the camera, and he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. He truly <laughs> did shut the fuck so up. Good. Oh. Uh, Oh, um, we have a, I, you and then, know what? And then, I wanted to oh, mention sorry, something also from the earlier segment. Okay, yeah, um, sure. We see Simon Blackwell facing, like, frontwards. Yeah, it's weird. Um, And his model was not meant for that. Uh, And neither was <laughs> Miles's, if I'm perfectly honest. I, I always, every time we play the Let's Play, every time a character that we don't normally see front-facing, I'm always like, front-facing X character can't hurt you. <laughs> True! I, well, they, it did here's... cause me some damage. 
Here's the thing, actually. I, I know you guys might say that, but it's actually incorrect. Um, there are actually, uh, in, in some of the research I was doing for this episode, uh, they make different models for when they are in court versus when they are on a screen out, out of the court, like in an investigation yeah. or in a chat segment. So, like, when you see Edgeworth in court, that is a different model versus when he is talking to you and front facing for you. Now, obviously we can argue whether they whether successfully they, yeah. executed yeah. on that, but it is a different model that is intended there to There are be a lot of characters whose hair facing. are not their hair so, is not designed to be yeah. so, front. Right, yeah. exactly. You you design the character that's made to look best at a three quarters angle, right? Yeah. yeah. And so then you have to tweak it ever so slightly. You know, sometimes they have to operate by like Mickey Mouse rules, right? In which their ears always yeah. <laughs> rotate a certain way. Their hair all, always has to go a certain way to try to make when your it anime character look that looks just way. far enough to one side that the hair has to flip. I will, but I'm... um, but yeah, even during segments like when Phoenix objects, right? What happens is Phoenix's model for all other court animations is the same, but when he objects, it for a split second switches to a different model in which his hand is twice as large. That makes sense. Right? <laughs> to make that objection pose line up with how it looked in 2D animation originally. Mm. Like it's the foreshortening and everything yeah. al aligns with how the fist, the, the hand would be closer to the uh, I want to see that model. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, out not, of context. Not... No, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm perfectly fine in the audience. <laughs> Let me see. I don't need to see I for stage see left. See, that makes sense. Front-facing Simon Blackwell does not make sense. I, Get him out of here. I think both Simon and Miles need to be wider, like, footballers. Like, they need to look like that fucking Twitter artist who draws, like, every fucking person with the widest-ass fucking shoulders. Literally, like, the size of a fucking country, it's, and then they're teeny tiny little That's heads. what they I look mean, like. I feel like... Simon should have big shoulders too, right? Like he works out. He's I also guess. a samurai. Like he's trying to dress like a ronin, yeah. so like it makes sense that he's like wide as fuck. Uh, At least he's got shoulder pads in. True. Um. So we there's a moment where Bobby Fulbright goes, "You believe me, right, Simon?" And Simon goes, "Okay, little doggy, sure, I believe you." Bark, <laughs> bark, idiot! And he goes, "Bark, bark, we're friends." And then Simon goes, "All right." phoenix kill him kill him now strike strike <laughs> strike <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he like puts a blade in fucking phoenix right hand swing <laughs> oh my god i love so like i think the wildest and in... uh animation as well is that bobby then begins to fidget with his watch and you find out that it's a spy gadget and he like whips out a blade from it and almost slashes us and i'm like whoa he yeah. actually has a weapon is it this he does the the hacking thing first, right? Yes. Yeah, he also has the hacking animation as well, right? With his glasses and the little blue lines coming up on it. He hacks like he's hacking with his watch. He hacks widgets so that Athena cannot psychoanalyze him. That's and then Taka comes in and starts harassing. Yeah, uh, Bobby. Anti-technology so Taka. Well, Taka's <laughs> also he does allow Simon allows Apollo to use the cycle eye attack. Mm -hmm. which is very right. gracious of him and he's like it's cheating and apollo actually goes no it's not i am physically <laughs> this is a physical ability i have uh 
You could do it too if you like, tried hard enough, sucker. Get, no, he can't. Phoenix Apollo's an X Man and Simon isn't. <laughs> uh, Rose, I'm so mad because I was trying to get to that joke so quickly, but you were faster on the draw. Clambering uh, over each other trying to get to the joke. Like the fucking zombies in World War Z. I was trying to be like Welcome to Phoenix Wright's an agency for gifted lawyers. Uh yeah. we have Cyclops, Apollo Justice, we have uh telepath uh fucking uh, athena sykes we have maya faye and pearly as the ghost girls uh pearl yep. also has super strength and speed true she's the beast she's right. beasts and also phoenix <laughs> phoenix can survive potentially life-threatening situations simply by surviving uh, like falling off the top of a bridge honestly i do think x-men lawyer would go pretty fucking hard as a game I think yeah, Miles. <laughs> Honestly, Miles. isn't that isn't Phoenix that, wait, survives is, a lot of injuries? Isn't the isn't the beast a lawyer? Or something? No, Doctor Hank McCoy is not a lawyer. He's a scientist. My bad, my bad. I, I don't know my X Men. I know lore. some X Men lore, but not a lot. But what I'm saying here is that I think X Men Law and Order goes so fucking hard. Actually, imagine having to prosecute fucking. Uh, one of the fucking toad. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we have to. Fuck- well, what I'll do, Tiago, is I'll, I'll Tiago, I'll hook you up with Kevin Feige. So yeah, your pitch. Okay? It's pronounced Feige. Feige. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Feige. I thought it was Feige. I don't believe so. Okay, I've. That's how I've heard it said before. I've, so, I've never heard anyone say Call me out, I suppose, it. if I'm wrong. But I, on the other hand, I don't respect Kevin Feige <laughs> enough to say it. It doesn't matter. Fuck it. If I've done it wrong. So, uh, anyway. anyway. Nobody tell us. We have to. But yes, uh, Bobby whips his, his spy uh, like he's got his razor wire coming out of his watch mm-hmm. and whips that around, too. Which it's is like a little grappling hook. Yeah. Um, he uses his watch as a helicopter. Which he to uses to, fl- to grab stuff. He uses to fly away. I. The breakdown of Bobby Fogarty. And he goes, come back here. And he goes, okay, and comes back. He was too afraid of the court horse. He couldn't get away. Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't trust you horses. You can't escape when there's enemies nearby. So yeah. um, Bobby Fulbright hacks Widget as Athena's trying to psychoanalyze him. Also, Athena just randomly goes, all right, Apollo, move aside. I'm also part of the defense now. And it goes, Athena, this is your case. Are you allowed back here? And everyone just goes, ah, fuck it, whatever. Um, right. I really like Before that we were little... like, we can't shot with apollo and athena both shoved into the screen because their character models like don't quite fit but that's like kind of the point and it's really charming um when they look at phoenix uh and both kind of like look at him disapprovingly whenever he messes up uh it looks so much like that image of all the girls (laughs) at that party holding the red solo cups looking at like what this what the fuck is your deal (laughs) Oh, that's so, so fucking Mr. good. Yeah, Mr. Wright, you're cringe. So, like, <laughs> Bobby Full. So, like, we we end up using the skills of everyone here. We use Apollo's Justice Optic Bobby Blast, Fogart. his psychic eye attack. We use the psychoanalyzation of Athena. After Widget is hacked, the mini- the minigame goes crazy. And, like, all the emotions light up at different flickering speeds. And we're supposed to figure out which one is consistent. And it is only when he is afraid of his identity coming out. And everyone goes, right. why are you afraid of your identity, Bobby Fuller? And he goes, shut up. And then Miles Edgeworth comes in from the fucking top rope and goes, that ain't Bobby Fulbright. Bobby Fulbright died a year ago. Who the hell is that? Yeah. He rips off. He took over Bobby's identity. He rips off his, his face gets, he like, he like starts to attack and then 
his face gets slashed, right? Simon Blackpool Simon, uses, yeah, Simon yeah. uses Simon his him. spiritual pressure to slash his mask. This is the first instance of Simon's powers actually slashing someone. Can't confirm. So maybe he can be an X-Man <laughs> after all. Well, he did chop off Phoenix's little hair doodad. In the beginning. Uh, oh, yeah. Can't confirm that Simon Blackwell is Psylocke and is manifesting psychic blades. Uh, <laughs> we slash You his... never see. Oh, you never see Simon's face in the old, like, flashbacks or the photos. So I'm just going to assume that that, like, tear streaked eyeliner thing, that was there before, also. That's right. his birth. He didn't do the only that difference was his hair was all black before. Yeah. He had short hair back then, but. It's kind of cute. It's kind of cute. Uh, no, I think that's his, like, X-Men birthmark. I think that's just another thing he has going on. Um, it's his eyeliner running. Yeah. He was like that before he went to prison for seven years. So Bobby <laughs> then goes, yeah, this is a mask, rips it off, and underneath it is, of course, Solomon Starbuck. And everyone goes, what the fuck, really? And I go, wait, was it Solomon the entire time? And then... I got that for, like, that's how I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Wait, never mind, there's no way. No, exactly. And then he rips off his face again, and there's another person, and I'm like, alright, this man literally is that fucking film Master of Disguise. Uh, okay. It's a Mission Impossible reference, I, that's what's going on. No, Master of Disguise is way better. <laughs> well, no, actually, that film does not age well, we can't say that. <laughs> all right you're right, I, you're right. We, we can't forget the rampant racism we gotta continue Mission Impossible we're, literally wait, has wait, the wait, face wait. mask weird i have weird death lore right now weird death lore that master disguise was the first dvd we ever owned <laughs> <laughs> i remember that very like in your family home like yeah we went from a vcr to a dvd player and that was the first dvd we ever that's owned. beautiful actually you I, learn new things every day uh that film is racist <laughs> if you go back but that's not the point yeah, it really uh, is. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we have to then prosecute Bobby uh, Fulbright, question mark. Robert Fulbright. Robert Fulbright, really good, holy shit. Um, Robert then is like, he's... He turns into the teacher. He turns into the teacher, and he starts to, like, produce his own theory. And then he goes, no matter what, whatever evidence you produce, this lighter covered in Athena Sykes' bloody fingerprints is defining evidence, and everyone goes, yeah, but didn't you bring that in? And he goes, what do you mean? And then everyone goes, what do you mean? What do you mean? You brought that in, right? And then we immediately prove that it's false evidence. Yeah, they're immediately like, hang on, you know what? I haven't looked at it closely. Hand it over. Hey, 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 Bobby, <laughs> hand, it, hand it right here. And he's like, oh, I, I, okay. And then as soon as you, the second you put it in your hand, it immediately goes and fucking transforms, transforms into, a into a mini gun that fires 10 caliber. When we say, <laughs> when we say mini gun, we mean it is literally a miniature gun. It shoots 10 caliber yeah, bullets. It's, it's, it's so as big as a Zippo funny. lighter. It's so funny. Because, like, they start to, like, make this argument about, oh, were the fingerprints on it the right way? And, like, how did the blood, you know, and all that stuff. Like, but wait a minute. if we just picked it up, it turns into a gun. And you're like, well, hang on. This just invalidates all of the discussion we had about fingerprints. <laughs> so here's the wildest part that I didn't think about till like, 10 seconds ago. We find out that the lighter with the bloody fingerprints is falsified evidence created by Bobby to indict Cena, uh, Athena, right? Let's let's forget mm-hmm. about that part for a second. That it was made to, okay. athi- to indict Athena, right? If this was false evidence, and this was the linchpin that we used to 
get Solomon Starbuck off the hook. Remember that whole thing? Doesn't that mean mm-hmm. Solomon Starbuck is back on the plate for the uh, <laughs> for the case then? And then someone goes, well, he couldn't have bombed the first one. He was on it. He would die. Well, they proved he they proved he was he had like passed out. Yeah, I'm just saying that like yeah, this piece of evidence that we used to freeze the other guy turned out to be fake. I'm really glad no one looked back at Solomon. I'm like I would have looked back, but no one else did. We all did for a second. Yeah. Uh, double jeopardy. For, well, double jeopardy. Double jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. He he did legitimately <laughs> get double jeopardied. Well, technically not for the first hat one bombing, but you know we'll get through that. Uh, I'm sure he had an alibi for that. His alibi was that he was on the rocket that got bombed. Yeah, he was in fucking space. I, I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> technically, if Solomon Starbuck also had the psych profile of a man who doesn't feel emotion, he wouldn't be afraid of bombing his own rocket. But, yeah. Um, I I think there is a case to be made against Solomon Starbuck now that this lighter is false evidence. But I'm really glad no one else did, because I'm like, Jesus, I don't want to do that shit again. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, we go on to prove, and here's the wildest part, that the fingerprints that are on the lighter are Clay Terrans. And it turns out that motherfucker Bobby just put it on there when he killed him. And he just, <laughs> yeah. like, edited the photocopy Wrote. of the... And then cleaned his hands. The fuck? Yeah, he just yeah. put it, when when Clay Terran's fingerprints were put on the chart, he just wrote Athena Sykes underneath them. That's all he did. Yeah, he really yeah. fucking did. That's really funny, actually. This man just opened up MS Paint and went Athena Sykes. Yep. And, and then he said, "See and check him." And as soon as they go back and they look at it and they go, "Wait a minute." These aren't actually Athena's prints. How'd you Bobby get these? Bobby Fulbright on Google, how do I rotate image in MS Paint? <laughs> True. How do I Super rotate Super spy text? Bobby Fulbright. I love him so much. He's, this was so delightful. I honestly do think he's one of my favorite villains. Um, oh, absolutely. So we have to then talk about the moon rock. Because he goes, well, you can't prove any of this, even if the lighter is fake. You can't prove that the moon rock, you know, sample. We got to prove something with the moon. That I would have done. Why? What's my motivation? Yeah. Why would I have wanted to do all this? Like, this doesn't make any sense as a spy. I wouldn't want to get rid of the moon rock and all this stuff. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Tell me why. Tell me why. And, of course, Phoenix is like, well. blood's on the rock. Yeah. Dude. Phoenix immediately, yeah, it goes, well, your your blood was on the rock. And he goes. Because <laughs> you and got then, stabbed in the hand. Now, now, here's the thing. We never talk about why this rock went into space. Yeah. The moon rock has been called a moon rock. Yeah. As if it is from the moon. Yeah. But it's yet not, we send right? it in, we put it in a rocket and send it back up into space for seven years and then bring it back. Whether it is in, is it, it's not intentionally sent back up into space because it was sitting on display in Metis's lab. Yes. But yet when they put it in the capsule, Nobody checks this vitally important capsule before it gets loaded on the rocket to make sure that it has the right shit inside of yes. it. Everybody just goes, eh, it's probably well, good, right? Here's, Somebody else checked it, right? So here's what happens, right? <laughs> is that they discuss who found the first body menace from seven years ago, and they go, it was it was a detective and two other people who went in to go get the rock. And then someone goes, well, that was the moment where Robert Fobright could have planted evidence, and therefore... Uh, would have been able to put the rock in the fucking capsule. 
Mm-hmm. I and he, and he goes, my blood's on the rock. Prove it, moron. And then he goes, okay, let me go get the rock. And then he remembers that the rock was fucking bombed in the first case. Right. But if you look at the fucking photo and see that there is a rock fragment, and we all go, okay, well, that's really fucking, that's clearly the moon rock. And he goes, oh, yeah, prove it. And then Phoenix Wright goes, okay, we literally have a moon rock. I checked my evidence earlier this court case. Athena Sykes is wearing it. We, Bobby, we got you. Bobby, shut the fuck up. You're dying. And he has his breakdown in which that, like, he feels he feels emotion. Most importantly, his final mask is Phoenix Wright, and that's really sick, actually. I know it's only a matter of time before that happened, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Like the second he pulled it away, and there was like another mask under, I was like, oh, this is gonna be Phoenix. I thought he was gonna be Apollo, um, or Clay. That would have been. Yeah, I thought there was a a medium chance of Clay. That would have been. We know we know at this point that all the writers prefer Phoenix over Apollo as the, as <laughs> as put forth by the way that they've written him. True. Uh so his breakdown is that the rubber of his mask starts to loosen and we can see like the gaps in his eyes, right? Like we become aware that it is just a mask. And he looks like he has sunken eyes. He eye. is stretching. The the rocks in the ceiling are falling and every time a rock covers his face, a, a mask of a previous convict like appears like uh Tetone right. Uh, that French bitch. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember his name. Lavelle. Lavelle. Um, <laughs> Professor Means, and like, and Simon. Simon's face appears. Yeah. Actually. And then like, and then a fucking bullet ring falls out, and he falls. His body is on the floor. The bobber Fulbright is off, but his head is in the shadow of the court, and we don't get to see his true face. That's tight as fuck. It was good. Um, and so the sniper shot, like you see the red dot, and he gets sniped, and then there's like this brief pause, like after you see the body in shadow. <laughs> the judge goes, "Good heavens, that was strange." Anyway, <laughs> yeah, the judge goes, "Damn, somebody sniped in my own courtroom. Pretty messed up." Anyway, we should wrap this up. <laughs> well, I guess that's better than the bombing. It's just like, wait, shouldn't people be running for cover if a sniper shot somebody in through the roof of this, you know, listen, destroyed courtroom? (laughs) They survived the horrors of a bombing. Yeah, now they're just like, this is nothing to me. Listen, the only one who was in danger was the spy because he, like, was the one that if his identity was revealed... Uh, right. He had to be fucking silent. So everyone else it's is still fine. just funny for everybody to just kind of deadpan, just go, "Damn, shit sucks for him." Oh well. Oh, well. <laughs> if he was an X Man, he would have been fine. If he wasn't Mysterio, <laughs> um, so we wrap up the cases. We get Athena Sykes off the fucking hook. We get the confetti, um, and we find and out the game is immediately like, "Oh, Bobby's he's fine." The artist formerly known as Bobby. Yeah, it didn't hit anything important. He's A-OK. <laughs> He's at the hospital. Like, if this game is rated M, they, he could have been dead. That would have been fine. Yeah, I actually do think right. he could have died, but maybe that would have been too much. Well, no, then the dark end of the, the, the law wouldn't be cleared. Right? It's we have rated to... M. But, but it was the dark age of the law. The dark age of the law. <laughs> the law wasn't the one who tried to assassinate Well, how do we know that? Yeah. Remember that Bobby Fulbright says, but what does the court think? The audience thinks that you're the, neither of you can be trusted. Because you're the disgraced lawyer and the disgraced prosecutor. I'm on the side of justice. I'm justice. 
Uh, and that's the thing. I of the don't game. trust the court either way. It's he does okay. talk out loud. He goes, "See, I, my identity hasn't been revealed yet. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Everyone loves me." I- like he's talking to the. He's talking to whoever's. He's talking to him. directly he's me in the audience. I'm. I'm there. I've got my Bobby Fulbright shirt on. Uh, <laughs> he. So like, I'm gonna buy you a Bobby. We, we find out what occurred. Robert Fulbright on it. We. We find out what occurred seven years ago. We find out that Robert Fulbright snuck in. Killed Bobbert. Fulbright. Bobbert Fulbright snuck in, killed Metis, was attacked by Athena Sykes, uh, knocks Athena Sykes out, yeah. uh, set up set up the scene so that uh, uh, he doesn't even set up the scene. It gets set up by accident because of Athena. Uh, he leaves. He just dips. He fucking puts the moon rock in the capsule. Yeah. He's fucking out of there. Um, Simon walks in, sees Athena who just lifted the body onto the table. Goes, I'm gonna fix her, and then his mind gets shattered, and he goes. I must, I, I gotta take the hit. She's like 11 years old. I can't let her get the fucking deaths on us. Low-key, kind of a sick move. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, I actually This is Japanifornia. They send kids to prison here. I gotta take <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I he's can't. a prosecutor. He knows that you can send kids to prison. Exactly. So he takes the hit for everything. <laughs> Actual severely good guy, Simon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, I love I love him. I'm, I'm, on, I'm all for Simon now. I'm on Team Simon. Um, And then he takes the hit. He's seen. You know who else is on Team Simon? Or Blackwell? Bobby Fulbright. Bobby Fulbright, true. Literally. Um, <laughs> what I think the craziest part is that one of the defining features of uh, Simon's conviction is the fact that they were they had evidence of Simon being the only person to leave the room. But if you rewind thirty minutes before, you see another person a, leave the room. A guy covering his yeah. face, wearing a mask with blood all over his hands. Wearing the jacket of the murder victim. And the note. Now you're telling me seven years ago, these motherfuckers didn't rewind 30 minutes? <laughs> anyway. Not the first ago. time shit's been put off due to incompetence. It was the dark but... age of the law, dude. I don't know what to Who tell you. Who prosecuted Simon's case? It must have been. Good question. It wasn't Kristoff. Because Kristoff's a lawyer. It was uh, probably Winston Payne. <laughs> like, it was Gaspin Payne. Gaspin Payne. I hate that guy too. Yeah. I hate him. I like Winston more. True. Because Gaspin does get confirmed for fucking up and is fucking manufacturing evidence. Um, So, that is what happened seven years ago. This bombing was straight. You know what? Audience, I'm looking you dead in the eye. This bombing's really confusing. Just go play the game. I'm not repeating that shit. <laughs> I just said look into my eyes so I can psycho eye attack. I, I use my fucking optic blast. All that to say, basically, is that the rock optic comes ball. back after seven years, and that's why the the Phantom, a.k.a. Bobby Fobright, had to come back. Yes. Right? He has to come back that's and why. finish the job. I think... And erase the rock and make sure that no trace of him is left behind this is this is the most well-written case in the game it's also the most fucking complicated there's a fucking <laughs> it is so much I mean, shit going on i didn't even find any of the puzzles like diff- like for this whole game like there wasn't which is i guess a good thing you know because we used to complain a lot about like i couldn't figure out what the piece of evidence was and that has been decreasing as the games go on. I think the games are know? a lot more, like, obvious now about being like, oh, I need evidence that specifically disproves this sentence. Like, in previous... Yeah, pre- there's a lot fewer trick nonsense, you know? In previous games, they just said, 
oh, I need evidence for this. Whereas nowadays it's like, oh, I need evidence that this thing occurred. And now that we have the this thing, we know exactly what mm-hmm. evidence to produce. So I think the game is getting easier as time goes on, which I'm fine with, yeah. honestly. That's, it's a visual novel. Because, like, you know, it was frustrating, too, when you would just... I remember being, like, stuck for ages, just, like, trying every piece of evidence, almost, when it felt like... Yeah, using up all of your health. Trying to figure out, like, what the fuck does the judge think will prove this, you know? I think I got hit once during this entire game. Yeah, it really has not been very bad uh, lately, which is good overall, I think. God bless. But the cases are just complicated. It just kind of makes the story less, like, arduous to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps you like invested in what's going on. I think. Yeah, I don't break my focus to get like angry. <laughs> I think you the know. only damning thing I can. Well, let's be clear. I don't think this is my favorite game. This has one of my favorite villains, Bobby Florbright, but he needed the entire game to be like made good. Um, I mean, it was a slow was build. A slow build until... and it paid off. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, here's something that's damning, and I will say it. Uh, there isn't a group shit photo at the very end. They, uh,. They all get out, yeah. they go onto the courtroom, they don't- Phoenix Wright doesn't get asked a weird question where he has to produce evidence to make the client feel like they were loved. I did feel like mm-hmm. the, like, final <laughs> conclusion was, like, a little too cheap, like, a little too, like, anime friendship power, like, from- You're gonna buy everyone noodles, right? Objection! Objection! Well, that was fine, but, like, you know, the end- I was a little disappointed that they had the artist formerly known as Bobby Fulwright like, actually feel fi- I was like, I kind of wanted him to stay emotionless. Yeah. Although the, like, he's him wearing the Phoenix mask and, like, freaking out was kind of a cool animation. I think. Mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed by him freaking out at the power of three people pointing at him and saying you have to learn how to trust other people so you can be brave i was like come on man this guy kills people like (laughs) dude imagine pointing ahead of a lecture like you just haven't experienced friendship man yeah that's literally what it felt (laughs) not via not via your taste yeah not not via your taste buds honestly hannibal lecter has anyone just held your hand recently he goes i ate people yeah, <laughs> I ate. Their hand. That's a, kind of what it feels. I like. held their hand in my in my digestive. In my breath. yeah, it's, I I put his hand. It's with rated a, M, and that like it's okay. It doesn't have to be. I think it was power, power friendship. friendship solving yeah. Yeah. everything. Yeah, it's funny because uh, again, some of these interviews that I've been reading with Yamazaki and Ashiro, uh, it is funny that that actually does come up. Like the producer, uh, Ashiro says, like. You know, it is kind of interesting, Yamazaki. You really do like the like youthful energy of like the power of friendship and people teaming up and like going like, yeah, if we all just work together, we can make things work out. And Yamazaki kind of sheepishly goes like, yeah, I, I guess I do. I guess I do kind of like that. I don't know. It just kind of ends up that way when I'm writing my stories. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, I I <laughs> yeah, like dog, it, it too. <laughs> I I get it. I get. It. I love a shonen. I love a sports anime. You know, it just felt out of place for the game that we have been playing so far. Uh, same thing right. with the, like, the, um, school case. Yeah. Where I was like, what the fuck is this doing in this case? Get it out of here. I think, yeah, I, I recognize this is an anime game, but they really turn it up for, like, weird parts of the game, and I'm just like, it's okay to, like, 
just have a killer be killed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Remember when um remember when Acro the Bat got fucking paralyzed for a long time and then the Remember bat. when Dahlia Hawthorne was killed? Yeah. <laughs> and then we sent her ghost to hell? We sent her ghost to hell. Acro concocted a scheme to kill a circus teenager. And I, I, I don't know, man. I feel like this game was... I do like Bobby Fulbright a lot, but I feel like when it comes to landing the cases where it's like, alright, we got the villain, and the villain goes, Oh, I would have gotten away with you too if you weren't for you meddling kids! I'm just like, we're adults. And you're 34 year Yeah, year you're 34 year olds. Yeah. Like, we're adults here. We, uh, you're going to the death sentence, Bobby. Yeah, and, and you killed a lot of people. Bobby gets saved from the sniper shot just to get the death sentence the next day. I mean, they're probably not gonna... The, the government of Japanifornia... Oh, yeah. Uh, ...is gonna take him into custody and, <sighs> I don't know, put him in Guantanamo or whatever. He's gonna probably... He Ooh. might either go to Guantanamo... <laughs> Never mind. I was going to say something out, but holy shit. This game's shit. rated M now, so I can Guantanamo say that. Guantanamo-fornia. Guantanamo-fornia. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh. I shouldn't have tried to take a sip of water when you said that. <laughs> I think So, like, I, uh-huh. I like this game a lot, but um, there are some moments where I'm like, alright, dude, I get it. And then there are some moments where I'm like, oh, I'm pogging at the screen, like Bobby Fulbright being the villain. Yeah. Right. I, overall, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, it was weird that they got to go to the NASA, as... like, launch room and... Sherrod <laughs> <laughs> Solomon on. the credits. They should... Although... That was a little, that was a little cringe. Like, it was a little cringe, however... even yourself. There is a shot that shows Aura Blackwell with her hair down, looking out a window, <laughs> and I'd like to, uh, I'm, I'm turned around on her now. Yeah! <laughs> I think, you know what I think it is? I think it's those cat girl hair ear anime buns. I th- for me, it was supposed to make her look like one of those like Saturday morning cartoon villains. Yeah, I I only yeah like the lady from uh, Power Rangers. Yeah, I yeah. like that. But but like on her, it works, you know. Yeah, Rita Repulsa can pull it off. I don't know about Aura Blackwell. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do know. Also, I, I, like, in my heart, you she know, does pull she... it off. She walked into that first case. I don't fuck with fake cat ears. I need real cat ears mm-hmm, or nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She was just Some really it. flat in that first case. And then I was like, come back if you have a little more going on. And she did. Yes. Yeah. Sure fucking did. Yeah. From an interview uh, with uh, Yamazaki and Ashiro. Uh, Aura Blackwell from episode four is absolutely wonderful, says the interviewer. Yeah, yeah really? sure. Says Yamazaki. Especially how she keeps bashing those robots, and she's thirty-seven. That's splendid too. Honestly, I, that is Yamazaki. That is splendid. Oh, yeah, sure. That, that <laughs> like, haha, old lady, thirty-seven. Interviewer, whose preferences did she spring from? Ew. Yamazaki. <laughs> Ishiro, I think it was Fuse, the character designer. Yamazaki, yeah, I came out with the came up with the background story, but visually, first we had her age, and she was supposed to be an attractive woman with a sadistic side. She'd be slapping the robots like that, haha. <laughs> and the, and she has those syringes, says the interviewer. Yamazaki, yeah, because they're robots, it'll be fine. But Fuse really got into it and came up with a very nice design for her. When I proposed that we could make her younger. Fuse was like, no, that'd be wrong. This is the way, with her being 37 this like is this. This is the fucking way, she... All right. That guy's that a Mandalorian. Guy Shiro, <laughs> the producer, responds, yes, Fuse's picky about that. Libido. 
Libido. All right, weird thing to say about your coworker, but whatever. <laughs> um, Yamazaki. Well, she is uh, uh, Blackwell's older sister after all, so the two being a bit twisted like that fit well. So Fuse's based. Again, translation from Gyakuten Slyber. He's right. He was Blockspot. right to keep Thank her. Thank you for the translation. 37. Um, it's just a it's a bizarre conversation. This... They also do <laughs> <laughs> They also talk a little bit about the all the prosecutors in the game here. Yeah. Um the interviewer says the story is structured in a way that episodes one, four, and five are connected with one case. Was it difficult to integrate those episodes together? Yes. Yeah, that was really difficult, says Yamazaki. Ishiro responds, foreshadowing events, chronologically crossing the narratives. I think that's Yamazaki's style of writing, his color, color or characteristic. We also worked on Gyakuten Kenji 2 together. I think he likes offsetting information and time and then bringing it all together at the end. Okay, so we actually Yamazaki need to break says, his ankles. <laughs> Yamazaki says, well, I suppose I do unintentionally end up doing that. So I place clues and foreshadowing all across the story and bring it all together in the last episode. It allows for a big story to develop. The story of the first episode had a lot of conditions to it, too, like having to destroy the courtroom. And there were so many prosecutors, too. We wanted Miles in, but also uh, Simon Blackwell had to be there, too. And Payne, says Ashiro. And Clavier Gavin, says Yamazaki. You're right. That's a he lot of prosecutors. He really didn't need to be there. I needed him there. Apollo needed a break. No, I needed him there. I needed Apollo there. Yeah, I needed them Yamazaki both there. Yamazaki then finishes up with, <laughs> with, yeah, with Miles appearing, you of course want him in a confrontation with Phoenix. It was hard figuring out how to get those two to do battle again. But if you just had them face each other normally, it'd be easily it easily become too friendly because, and this is the exact translation Gyakuten Simon Library uses here, because those guys are besties already. Yeah, <laughs> and they were besties. Gyakuten Simon Library, I'm gonna need you to take a take a break. Oh they no, like, you it's, know, it's not the library. It's besties. The fucking- Guy, yeah. Hey, yeah, they're no, just they're, translating. They're, they're, they're translating. Yeah, they're, they're just it's translating. It's Yamazaki, bro. We got <laughs> I take it we back gotta remove the concept of time away from Yamazaki. We, we, can't, let him, we can't let him know about the, the past. <laughs> we, need to take, we need to take the idea of friendship away from people who don't understand homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, both can exist in a beautiful space that is wonderful right. and lovely and welcoming for everyone. However, Miles and Phoenix are gay married. They are. <laughs> this is not up for debate. <laughs> I just. This is going to affect my Bobby Blackwell show. It is going to change things. <laughs> this is going to affect the trout population. <laughs> this. <laughs> I was. I was thinking about that too. I was like, this changes things a lot. I don't hate it, but it is different now. It's weird to think that, yeah. like. Never mind. Trout population <laughs> affected. Tiago, I'm shaking yeah. your hand. <laughs> I, I have thoughts about this. And I have um, opinions. Um, we should have a we should have like Rose and Tiago's like special episode where we just like dish about all our ships. Okay, that'll be a that'll be a <laughs> we don't have a Patreon, but that will be a Patreon episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One other thing I wanted to bring up here then is um, we've talked a lot about Apollo's arc in this game and kind of how we felt about yeah. it. Um, how do we feel about Athena as kind of like the new character in the trio? <laughs> Do do hmm. we feel like she got enough to go on here? She had a lot of backstory, especially later in the game. Um, I it, it, does anybody have any strong feelings about Athena right now? All right, she yeah. 
she's gone through like the main like what well, I consider like main character effect. She had her main character trauma. Yeah. She had main character trauma, but most importantly, I think if, in order to be a lawyer, you have to a uh, defend one of your friends from being accused of murder, and that was Juniper. Uh, she has to be have weird bouts of grass gym leader. Uh, grass gym leader Juniper. She must have weird bouts of amnesia. Um, she did have mm-hmm. that. Uh. Let's see, what else? She needs to be, uh-oh, she's a girl treated. She does have the, uh-oh, she's a girl treatment. I think- That does happen to, like, also Every kind of girl. Phoenix and Apollo, though, so, like- <laughs> Yeah, uh, they also get that feeling. We get the, like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She is, like, a lawyer, for sure. Um, yeah, and she's a rookie lawyer, but she's- She passed the bar you know, exam. I think- Yeah. I think- do what like here's the thing is that like I don't know if I think she's a main character in this game, right? Because like I feel like she is. You f- I feel like she's more of a main character than Apollo is. Poor guy. That's the thing, right? Is that I definitely for sure don't think Apollo is a main character. I'm like sitting in yeah. the back, like I feel like are- it's Phoenix and Athena's game. Yes, and Apollo's hanging in it. I. Apollo is literally living in a Phoenix world. Like, that's just how it is. I think it would have been more. Like, I understand having Cyberman Blackwell as a prosecutor, but I thought for this case, instead of having Miles Edgeworth, I thought we're going to have Apollo as the prosecutor, and that would have been tight as hell. I considered that possibility. Yeah. Because, like, we get the, the punished Venom Apollo, right? And what's more punishing than being a prosecutor who punishes others? And I. I would have. Been and interested. Working under Miles yeah. I would have been interested to see it in the like special, like fakey relitigation court case. Yes, exactly. Like that is the place that I could have seen it happen. But I was also like very happy to see Miles. I I love Miles um, too. It's just that like yeah, this is we got. They're like, hey, this shit's three D now. We got to show you all of the big ones. It kind of sucks because uh, where's Gumshoe? Gumshoe? Yeah, what the fuck? He's off. No young gumshoe and no 3D gumshoe. No, nope, oh, nope. we're being discriminated against. No pumpkins. No gumshoe. We can't do that, Jess. <laughs> no gumshoe. <laughs> um, no, you can't stop me from quoting shit. That doesn't make any sense to people. It's just how okay. I am. <laughs> My bad. It's fascinating to me uh, that um, when they were developing Athena as a character, they said they went back and forth on what type of character she should even be. Uh, for a while, they were going to have her be like the cool, calm-headed type, no. right? And they realized like that that didn't work with the vibes of Phoenix and Apollo. Right, anything agent. They literally said that they needed uh they needed a a bokeh type character from the uh, Tsukomi and bokeh type comedy act, yeah. right? What? That's very popular in Japan, which is one person is the goofy one and one person's the straight man. I mean, oh. and Phoenix is none t- of those boys is straight. Well, but here's the thing: Phoenix, <laughs> all these boys uh, bisexual. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix and Apollo are both kind of straight men in in that in that dichotomy of the Tsukomi and the bokeh. Yeah. right? so. They are both the ones who just kind of re- react to the wacky shit that happens around them. And so that is why they said, you know what? We think that we needed the third lawyer to be the bokeh, the, the goofy one. And so Do you think- that is why they stuck with her that way. Because she kind of fills in for the role 
that you would normally have Maya, you know, or Emma or whoever, you know, kind of fit in that role. Never gets Trucy. I think that's the reason why I don't really view her as, like, a main character is because she always gives off. Because the side character is always the, like, the funny one, the comedy one. Because it's always your Mm -hmm. sidekick. It's always Maya, Pearls, uh, Trucy. It is always Emma. So, like, when she has that personality trope brought in, but she's not a main character, it doesn't quite cross that boundary for me. But I was always under the assumption that when you are the main character, you are the straight man, and your sidekick is always the funny one. So that, like... Right. I guess. I was kind of saw Phoenix as, like, a silly guy. He is a silly guy, but only when we are not him. You know what I mean? Because, like, remember how... Phoenix is... He's kind of, like, always bitching in his head and, like, making snarky remarks, you know? Exactly. When That's because he's an I feel like army. when... That's true. Because, uh, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm recalling Phoenix Wright in Apollo Justice and how, like, he was kind of funny and goofy, but in a different way as opposed to just being like, oh, look at me tipsy over. He's like, I'm getting drunk and I'm watching Steel Samurai Lamal. And, and Apollo... <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> <laughs> and Apollo that was very relatable. And then Apollo was always just like, I can't fucking believe this shit. So like, I always feel like when yeah. you're the main character, you're always going, I can't fucking believe this shit. But now that you bring it up, I don't think I ever saw Athena go like, Apollo, shut the fuck up for a second. Like, what are you talking about? I think the only time Apollo was really goofy, because we only have like one case as Athena, and that's like the schoolyard case, was when Apollo was next to Clavier. <laughs> That's yeah. when Apollo was goofy because he goes, "Ah, oh, it's Clavier, my friend, haha!" And then Athena's like, <laughs> "Apollo, what the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, why are you acting silly all of a sudden? And he goes, "Hey," he, and they're like both tickling each other in the cork room. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Uh-huh. So like, Tiago's <laughs> like producing new memories. <laughs> I, I clearly remember this. Um. But now I think about Athena. I do like her as a character, and I like her. I think what's coloring my position about her is the fact that, like, this is this game is being retroactively added to the Apollo Justice trilogy, and it's fucked up that Apollo Justice <laughs> isn't the main character. I'm trying. I'm trying not to think about that because Apollo like... Justice is not the main character of the Apollo Justice game or the Apollo Justice trilogy. Hmm. I'm trying to like view it as like. You know, because I like going in completely blank, so I'm trying to know as little as possible. So I'm trying to view it without, like, any of the surrounding context, just to, like, see what I think. So, like, I agree. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish... I wish there was another Apollo Justice game. Like, you guys could literally hear me, like, like... I got the wind knocked out of me in surprise, (laughs) like, live on podcast recording, by the fact that there wasn't a second Apollo game. Yep. Um, but like, if I if I go into it in like a peaceful state of mind without the extra knowledge of the future and the past, um, yeah, I I do still wish Apollo was in it more. Uh, <laughs> but I, mean, what I, I will say, I liked it pretty well for Athena. I think she's neat. She needs a little yeah. work, but some of that's just questionable writing moments. You know that like that gif where that's the like the hand that's like petting the the picture and it's like getting squished and stuff yeah yeah that's my brain with Polly all the time i know <laughs> and it's so tragic that he just like 
the rug gets pulled out from underneath them. Like every Hey, game. you know what? Maybe the next game, you know? What I will say is for the next game, uh, it is a similar setup to this, right? In that you have all three characters. Some cases are handled by each character, right? You know, some one sometimes it's a Phoenix case, sometimes it's an Athena case, sometimes it's an Apollo case, right? So that is kind of how they try to handle the game series from here on out. Obviously, there's only one more game in this mainline series after this. So it's not like there's a huge runway after this, but um that is that is kind of how they try to handle it. Um and I think I the second this is, you know, my second uh, or third time through this game now. And I think with Yamazaki and his style of writing, it's not just him writing. So I, I don't want to put all the blame at his feet, right? He has a crew of people. He has like three or four other people, right? Who also co-write with him. But so he's not like the same way. Like, you know how Takumi, he wrote almost everything aside from like item descriptions, you know, yeah. <laughs> right? Like he did, he micromanaged things. He m- managed the timing of when the ding or when the psh would happen. Right. Um, and whereas here, I think Yamazaki is a little, little more hands off. He was originally going to do an investigations three after this, but instead, since Takumi was no longer involved, they heard a lot of fan demand for a fifth Ace Attorney mainline game. And they said, okay, it's, it's time for us to make that jump to 3d. It's time for us to go ahead and make another one of these. Cause if we do an investigations three and wait even longer for game five, we think that the fans are going to get upset is <laughs> kind of the way they put it. Um, so they do that. And I just, I think his style of writing, you can see it now that we've played investigations one and two, and then going into five here, it's just, he loves his convoluted interlocking timelines, right? He loves to swap in past and future stuff so that you can kind of, all hopefully culminate in the final case, all everything linking together. Um, but also sometimes that's just really hard to keep track of everything. Um, it's just hard to keep track of what's like the timing of everything sometimes until eventually you just turn your brain off. Yeah. And un- unfortunately, as much as I like, there's a lot of moments in this game that I really like, right? Like I love the Bobby Fulbright bit, right? I think that's a great lead up into this final villain it's a great way to uh basically i i think it is in some ways it is it it solves some issues of the like von karma thing which is like where manfred von karma kind of shows up in the fourth and final case of game one and it's like boom he's here all right main villain time and and you Uh, go man i wish this was in the rest of the game Right. And so here you get Bobby the whole time. So you get to build up a connection with him. So when that moment happens, it hits. Um, You've got more ammo in the chamber to make that moment land. And so I, again, I really like that. I just think that by virtue of the fact that you now have three main characters, a lot of them get short shrift. Um, We unfortunately basically leave Trucy in the dust. Uh, we get uh, Pearly to kind of show up and basically say, hi, I'm here to explain how magic works. Bye. 
uh, we get acknowledges Maya for one second. Yeah, we we get Phoenix to kind of have some stuff going on here, but he doesn't really get a, necessarily much of a character arc per se. He kind of just is like, hey, actually, secretly this whole time I was coming back to do the part of this plan. Apollo gets half of an arc, right? Then the problem is, is I really wish that we would have gotten to see some of Apollo's quote unquote rogue investigation from his perspective. Um, or else we have we find some way to make the middle case like uh this school case happen at a different point in the timeline so that Athena can do that case on her own and we get Apollo interweaving and sometimes popping in and popping out constantly the whole way through the game, showing up in his cool coat and going, Yeah, I'm still working on this secret project, you know, I'm still investigating, you know, and we get a little bit of that. Or, you know, we come back in later and and just maybe just get a whole segment, a whole courtroom or a whole investigation segment that's just him. Mm-hmm. Something to give his perspective a little bit more weight because, unfortunately to me, it feels like he just leaves and then appears and goes, Phoenix Wright, save me, please. I Yeah, I would like it if, I think it would be a cool idea to have the game like split up into like three definitive different segments, Um, Mm -hmm. like one for each character, and I think... Obviously, that wasn't timelines converging. You could do characters converging, or yeah, or even if the timeline does converge, like what if all these things happen more or less at the same time? You know, then he could still get his convoluted interlocking timeline, and each character still gets to do like a case or two. You know, if it's the last one, everybody, you know, the last one comes together or whatever. Or Phoenix does the end segment and his is just longer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I would like a little more, like, differentiation between the the segments. And also, I don't know, I just, the timey, timeline-y nonsense, it doesn't really suit me. Which is, but in the end, the last case weirdly enough did kind of pull it together for me even though the details didn't matter as much which is Mm -hmm. maybe a condemnation but i was having fun (laughs) so kind of saved it having fun that's (laughs) yeah i was joking (laughs) that's an important part to my roommate the second miles showed back up i was like suddenly i was like oh i can't stop playing like you know, <laughs> earlier I gotta I would, find out what happens now. I would have to sit down and start a timer and say you have to play for you know one hour and thirty minutes or whatever you know, and then Miles was there and I was like, oh, I have to go to bed. No, thank you. <laughs> Picks up book and says reason um, to live. Opens Miles like and I don't know if that's just because like I'm a simp or like what I but it did get a, it, I think it was just the last case was definitely the best written. Um, even mm-hmm. though it did have a few little funky bits in there. Um, and it was a really strong finish. Yeah. Strong finish is important, I think. Yeah, and it can uh, carry right? it carried this game for me super hard, because now I'm I'm coming off on the more positive overall. Yeah. I I like it. More than Investigations 2, I think that's actually been my least favorite of all the games we've played. Hot take. Even though Miles was in that. 
So Miles was the main character. Yeah. I you know what? Despite Sebastian the best. Oh no, I loved him so much though. All right, let's take investigation. Life is so hard. I can't rank. Investigation one is the worst one. Never mind. (laughs) Investigation one is terrible because it does not sound best. uh, Okay, yeah. (laughs) I think the second half of investigation one. The first half was really fun and novel, and then they used up all their good ideas. Bro. I think yeah, if I remember correctly, investigation for me was the the last time I physically bought an Ace Attorney game because then I don't remember what year that was, but I pl- I flew through that game. Um, Ben and I started dating, and then I just watched. Him I just play realized it. that American audiences didn't get to see Sebastian the best, and that's actually something we're deprived of. Oh my god! Just if you didn't, just go look him up. Just go look him up. Hey, go look up our playthrough. I mean, here's watch, the thing. You can watch if, our Let's Play. Yeah, you can watch the Let's Play. Yeah. Or, here's the thing. Uh, it's not it's not hard to uh, get a copy of the game, uh, even if you want to do it legally. Like, it's re- it's not as, as hard as you might think. But I would not be surprised if, uh, if the Apollo Justice trilogy, quote-unquote, does well uh, in the future here. Who knows? Maybe we could get fortunate enough to see a investigations one and two like remaster show up uh, eventually and get an official release for two Uh, because we need we need investigations one and two re-released on modern systems and we also need professor layton versus phoenix wright released on modern systems i'm getting my switch open open right now to pre-order yeah hopefully uh hopefully um maybe we could get a big spin-offs pack with all three of those uh one day but um Maybe you're Capcom listening to this podcast us. a couple years in the future, and uh, you're like, I don't understand why they're asking for this. It's already out. I hope that's the case, yeah, right? Yeah, we all pray. <laughs> so, but, um, but yeah, so that is the main block of Ace Attorney 5, Dual Destinies. Uh, we are going to be taking a break then for the holidays. We are. Uh, but we'll be back in it's January. We'll be back in January yeah, break for the as we play <laughs> the DLC case. The DLC case came out uh, about a, let me see here. It was about a month after the game came out. Let me look at my notes here as I have it here. Yes, the game came out in Japan July 25th, 2013. And the DLC case came out a month later. Uh, In America, uh, the DLC case came out two weeks after the game released. So... The funnily enough, the interview that I read, uh, again, translated by Ash at Gyakuten Saiban Library, uh, they claim, uh, both Ashiro and Yamazaki claim that they uh, were still working on the DLC case when the game came out. They claim that they started working on the DLC case after the main game was finished. I don't know if I entirely buy that, because I think it takes more than a month or two to make a whole case. Uh, even with all the assets like prepped, you know, for a majority of it. But um, but that's what he claims in the interview. Uh, he says that he swears that they weren't selling something that was just left out of the game. Uh, and I they swear I yeah, that's what he says. I suppose I will do my best to take him at his word. But to me, I I really it really does feel like uh, this case was was something that uh, is intended to slot into the main game somewhere. But we'll see how everybody else feels about it. When we play it in January, we will be breaking that up into two chunks because it is also a large case. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything for now. If anybody else had any last thoughts about 
the game before we wrap it up. Then. That shit rocked. Yeah, <laughs> let me lean on close. Me. Let me, let me, I, I was on my Switch literally pre ordering the Apollo Justice trilogy. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I got got. I, I like, love you, Bobby. <laughs> honestly, Bobby Fulbright makes this game for me, and I love him. So good. I wish. Hey, this game has the issue of like, it has too many cooks in the kitchen. There are too many attorneys at once that we're trying to play with. And I don't think any of them have like a full arc in this game, except for maybe Athena, but only because she's, like, integral to the plot. Uh, she's new. Mm-hmm. She's the new yeah. character, you know? I, hey, when are we gonna tell Apollo that his mom's a rock star? Like, can you imagine finding out your mom is Cher? <laughs> that like, Trucy is your half-sister, <laughs> and your mom is Cher! Yeah, like, I feel like that yeah. should be, I, if that doesn't come up soon, I'm killing Phoenix. I got <laughs> What the fuck, dog? Uh, All right. Well, we'll have to find out uh, in the future here. <laughs> the DLC cases, uh, Tiago being tried for uh, the murder of Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. I hope you guys get me off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's here. Actually, I uh, the 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 concept, the the base of the DLC case is is actually pro- I don't know. I wanted I was about to say it's fairly obvious what it could be, but. Uh, maybe I don't. I, maybe I don't I should know. Not say don't, <laughs> don't underestimate our stupid. Don't, yeah, don't <laughs> say anything. But I was gonna say, does anybody want to predict what they think this DLC case could be and like, um, what, it, what general concept? Bert. It doesn't have to be like who you think is is on trial or anything like that. But just like, oh, this is you know Apollo's you know day at the park or something. I don't know. We're <laughs> going back to Big Berry Circus, babes. Let's do it one more God. time. That's I, my prediction. Rose, the worst part is that because fucking that little blonde bastard showed up in Investigations 2, I think you have a shot of being right and I'm pissed. I, I, know, I think, listen, if it happens, I'm going to go do a shot immediately before starting to play the case. Maybe, yeah, at least this time, if she does show back up, she'll actually be 18 Oh, oh thank God. fucking God! I guess uh, it's true. It's been seven it's years. Sure. I hope she doesn't, because Tiago and I are gonna get in trouble again. I no, I mean she's old enough to die now. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I once you make it to eighteen and you, you're allowed. To I die. know we're gonna get comments again about like why do you guys hate <laughs> Regina Barry we so much? We don't even know anymore. <laughs> Something, so. something about yep. a clown. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's, my guess is that um, fucking, I don't know. I think I, I know what happens in one of the DLC cases. I don't know which DLC case, so I don't want to say anything. Oh, okay. I right. know something that occurs. Don't, don't ask me. I don't fucking, I have We'll no find idea. out when we get into it, baby. All right. We'll find out if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then. You can follow the show on our website, updatedautopsy.report, which has links to all of our social media accounts on Blue Sky, Twitter, and co-host. So be sure to follow us on all those websites if you'd like to keep up with us. Uh, you can watch all of our Let's Plays of Desi and I and our good friend Iroh playing through the game at youtube.com slash at Yotsuben. You can follow me on pretty much all social media at Yotsuben. Desi, where can people find you? Maybe nowhere. Okay. (laughs) 
Tiago? Uh, at Tiago S. Dutra on Twitter, Linktree and bio. And Rose. Uh, you can find me at Rose Nonsense on Tumblr and sometimes also on Cohost. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you'll rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform of choice. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy, happy Holidays. Ha- all that good stuff. Happy, Merry, Happy. Yeah, Merry, Happy, happy Holidays. Welcome whatever you, you celebrate. Yeah. Uh, and we will. It's almost be... Christmas means it wasn't Christmas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, this episode will be coming out when it's almost, almost Christmas. Christmas. Uh, so. Christmas. Uh, next time in the new year of 2024, we will be playing the DLC case of Dual Destinies. Turnabout Reclaimed, part one. Wait, See you part then. one? Because we're breaking it up into two parts. Yeah, too big. Oh, okay. Okay, bye. We're going to do... Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. <laughs>